Welcome back, listeners. We are Barking Bolters, Jake, Luke, and Heath, and this is the Ogren's Guide to the Horus Heresy. Good. Yeah, uh, this will be uh, part two of book two, and if we remember correctly, it's been a while, it seems like, uh, we yeah. left off. A little bit of intermission kind of stuff going on mm-hmm. in the background. We did a lot of... Uh, what was it Tech Corner? Mm-hmm. We did a lot of. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was the other one we did? The Primarchs one. Yeah, Primark Party. Primark Party. <laughs> who knows oh, what yeah. order this all released? <laughs> yeah, who actually knows? It doesn't actually matter. It's like, yeah, welcome back. It's good to have you yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And if we remember correctly, um, we left off uh, with Horace and the boys going to the moon at Dev. Oh, oh right. right. Yeah. Oh, it's about to get good. That's right. No, we were like, we were like, the build up to this was like, this looks like it's a bad situation. I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, we left off with the part being uh, titled Plague Moon. Yeah. yeah that's that's not, not ominous. No, we were all <laughs> him and Han about that. We're like, Plague Moon. I was yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah, definitely being from like modern 40k, I'm just like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Stop. You can't go there. Exterminate us that shit without even looking yeah. twice, you know? Yeah. Especially since the the fucking CB radio coming in was spitting out Nurgle's name, they're like, "Oh, ignore yeah. it. Yeah, it's Thank fine. You. They're just not naming one of the four gods of the dark pantheon. It's no we should Yeah, those guys are real. Fuck that. We talking about? Yeah, nah, dude. The moon's all poopy looking too. Yeah, it's fully plagued out. And fully poopy. Full service to Nurgle. And uh, another little fact we have to are left off on is uh, there's also like a little. Random ship because we got all like the landing force of all mm. the um, Horus and the boys, the Titans coming oh, yeah. down. Yeah, one of them like broke away. Yeah, right? just a random skiff skiffing around. From not from the fleet, right? Oh, it was from. Oh, it was Horus's flagship. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, it came uh, out of the embarking. Uh, so Erebus too, yeah. or uh, don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, I know. Be You'll know right? eventually, but yeah, we left Catch off up. with that. Um, so yeah, getting right into the story. Uh. Horus leads from the front because he doesn't want to be seen as a... Like, uh, on the landing force to the... Oh, land. yeah. Okay, gotcha. He's coming in hot and heavy. Um, he's still f- very offended because Erebus kind of hyped him up. They're like, how dare... Um, how dare these people turn against the light yeah. of the Emperor and mm-hmm. your your will. Yeah, and it's um, the bad guy's name, you know, okay. is Temba, is the... Uh, I don't know if it would be planetary governor that was assigned, but who... Took over compliance after the Space Marines yeah. left, uh, Davin. Um, also, that fucking guy, Erebus. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, after the Space, or not Space Marines, uh, the uh, Luna Wolves took over the planet, um, you know, forced to be compliant. They gave over that compliance to the word bearers mm-hmm. to finalize. Yeah. Funny how that worked out, huh? Yeah. Good plan. Uh, but everybody sees the word bearers as, you know, nice. Horus likes them. Because Logar is well, actually, at, chill. at this point, right? Like a lot of legions actually get along with them to a degree. Yeah. Some legions think they're like pretentious tryhards, but to like the outside world, they're like they're pretty good. Yeah, they're just like on the spectrum of like super. I think we use the word uh, uh, Puritan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like sort of heretical. They're on the more Puritan side. They don't like any alien technology. Mm-hmm. Um, they want everything by the book because the emperor is, you know, a god yeah. <laughs> to them, which is sort of heretical. But, like, you know, they also, like, I don't know, it's confusing. Uh-huh. There's a lot of hypocrisy. <laughs> Most empires yeah, have a, their fair share. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Horace is all hyped up and mad. He's 
hyped up and plopping through this shithole of a planet or a moon. Um, Sounds like me on a Monday. (laughs) After Costco pizza night. (laughs) (laughs) Followed up, yeah. Uh, But yeah, the whole planet's toxic. Um, Everything's like mushy. There's fumes. All the baseline humans have to wear masks. Horace doesn't because, you know, anybody, any space marine without a helmet, they got enough plot armor to take care of it. Um, Regular tanks cannot. Because of the mud. Uh, Titans can because they're Titans. Tanks Um, not being able to drive in mud in the 41st millennium of mankind. Seems like kind of a... Seems like they would have figured that out by now. I mean, they do in 40K. Grav tanks and shit. Well, they technically have more grav tanks now than they have in 40K. In 30K? Yeah. There's only one tank chassis that's hovering. No shit. I guess there's two if you count the... uh, Arcaria, Arcreus, I don't remember what that's called. It's a super uh, heavy turbo Titan space oh, marine tank, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's technically a heresy the, model. like triple barrel one or whatever? I think it's got two large cannons. Is it like both in the center though? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Another wonky tank design. I love... I mean, it's like... A, I love Guardsman tanks. Bane Blades are sick. Bane them. Blades are king. I don't know God. where they store all the fucking ammunition inside that thing, but... I mean, there's a lot of space inside that thing. Uh, I think, honestly, the turret is still going to be cramped in a Bane Blade, which is ironic, considering the hull is, like, I think almost 20 to 30 feet. I don't remember the actual dimensions of a Bane Blade, but it's, like, a big vehicle. It's, like, two school buses welded together, together. like, side by side, then with tank treads, and then armored with a turret. In Oregon, Mm -hmm. the rent there would be, like, 3,000. 3,000 easy for a corner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if you're lucky enough to get that sponsored window, maybe even like five hundred dollars more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for the view. Yeah. <laughs> for the you're riverside welcome. property. You get to see the diapers float. You sure around. it wouldn't be cheaper for the vulnerability? No, it's all about the view. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they can hype it up. The the sponsor up top is considered, you know. Oh yeah, no, I was actually prime. Uh rolling it back. I was looking at the stats of what kind of how much ammo, because sometimes they said talk about it, but like a normal Lehman Russ has 36 main sh- main gun shells on board hmm. and 7,500 heavy bolt gun shells Jeez. for its three sponsors. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> That'll I'm like, do. would you ever not just be like full sending on the yeah. bolt guns mm-hmm. like in any situation? Yeah. Like, you might as well. Yeah. Double tap, triple tap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yep. So regular tanks can't go down. Um, Airbus is there leading some bears into the swamp as well. Awesome. He's got homies, apparently. He's got pals. Yeah, I didn't leave him in Devin. Wait, so he wasn't on that skiff? Nope. No. Oh. He came down with his own boys. Was, I think I think it's the... Um, we met her last time at the near the end. You it's that the... reporter woman. Petra. Petra. Mm. Maybe. I think it's Petra being problematic. Yeah, being entitled, potentially. Yep. Um, gross oh, fact. right, because she was told she couldn't come or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it's a like, fucking war zone. <laughs> yeah, well, I fair. mean, I'm all about having reporters in war zones, but like when it's a, a plague moon of Nurgle that's being sieged by the Luna Wolves, like maybe wait until like the landing you know, is done. You can come in with the auxiliary forces. Yeah. yeah maybe not... wait until D Day is like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Just Could you imagine like a record? Like it'd be like in Starship Troopers, where, like the cameraman and the reporter are on like the dropship. 
And they're just yeah. like deploying at the front line. I'm like, dude, give it a minute. Yeah. It'd be like in D-Day if like there was a guy like in the boat like when they do the ramp toss down. Yeah, like hey, this is uh, this is Joe uh, Lieutenant. How do you feel about this? How do you feel? He like throws up as they're like getting close to the shore. <laughs> you just hear the machine gun fire like hitting the boat. He's like, looks like we're about to be spicy. <laughs> yeah. like, could you imagine? What's gonna happen, folks? <laughs> gets the yeah drops and the whole I'll boat just gets cleared out. Rounds. That'd be fucking stressful. Yeah, I don't. They probably wouldn't get paid enough. Oh, none of the guys got yeah. paid enough. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's, it was the 1940s in the U.S. Army. I'm shaking my head. They were not paid enough. Here's some script. <laughs> yeah. Get some uh, coupons. Yeah, for your, your government cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, a gross fact about the planet, too, that I found disturbing. Um, the trees uh, had maggots and stuff. In them as well, which is like, like a, are they like the perdition? Per, perdition? What are the fucking Nurgle trees called? It's like know. a whole thing for Nurgle. Is yeah. he's got like these it's little though, man. swamp boy trees that have like pustules and stuff. Yeah, because they're walking by and they're like, what the fuck? Like everything's decaying. To like, I, I, like maggots don't eat trees, and they're like, they like, I don't know. It was they gross. They do in their flesh trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually. What? Um, nom, nom. I wonder if you're going to talk about it today, but there's a bit about Garden Nurgle's garden, mm-hmm. yeah, where all the interlopers who have ever come to Nurgle's abode, which is a place in the warp, it's very hard to get to, but are turned into trees. Yeah, and, and they so, regrow and stuff. And their their suffering is that the the maggots like eat them. And I'm wondering Ooh. if could you imagine though if like that's how far this plagueman is that Nurgle's garden is manifesting here? It's just like mm. this is like. It's the veil is thin. Yeah, this is the S tier place to not be. Yeah, like over I the would, corner, Nurgle's over just rubbing his nipples, yeah, watching he's like, all this. <laughs> Fuck, grandfather's <laughs> happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, uh, I'd rather be on Ishvan right now than the Plague Moon. Ishvan, what's that? My favorite. Spoilers. So no, it's a it's a lovely world. It's my favorite place it's right a now. Which one spot? Uh, three. Ah, I think yeah. of the system. I think three is yeah. it gets the best sun. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, five gets the hottest by far, but three's got great. Uh... Not as hot as Prospero. <laughs> yeah, the summers in Prospero are pretty bad, right? You got a lot gotta... of wild animals there too. You You've seen watch Magnus though, right? He, he obviously has been sunburned. His skin's red. Yeah, yeah he's nice red. and tan. He's he's really yeah. <laughs> he's got that glow about him. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Prospero is a little bit too sunny for me. I think it's a little too yeah. a little too much like actual Egypt. You know what too I mean? Too many wolves too. Mm-hmm. Can't walk. Around. I heard they're not indigenous. Yeah, they're not. It's an invasive species. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 bucks from now? No, not actually. It's, it's, it's closer than yeah. you think. Okay. Like I mean, this was closer than yeah. I thought. We're in yeah. book two. We're Horse, her- already. Horse heresy starts harassing pretty fucking right fast. Right out the gate. I guess it wouldn't be called that otherwise. Yeah. yeah. But um. anyways, rotten trees, whole planet, <laughs> muddy, poopy, whatever. Uh, Loken... And the boys, because all the Mournavolt yeah. is there. Uh, he's leading, leading, leading. He sees um, bodies of the enemy, like uh, um, actual guardsmen and stuff, start to like wash up through like the... Like the traitor guardsmen? Yeah. So uh, like they're walking in, sort of like that scene from Lord of the Rings. Um, there's bodies coming up to the surface and whatnot. They're like, oh, we must be disturbing them. And uh, he's trying to check to see what... Um, are you talking about like the the dead marshes? Sort of. That's okay. how I'm imagining okay. it. Gotcha. So they wash up and uh, he... Boxes it in. They're like, oh, make sure and check if they're from the uh, uh, Timba, the bad guys, um, 
group or not, and he does in fact see that it's a 63rd Expedition mm. forces. Uh, but when he's poking around, that bastard comes alive and starts choking him. What? Yeah. So uh, okay. zombies are a thing now. Oh no. Yeah. So we zombies well, or uh, ox walkers. walkers. There's zombies right now. Well, so right. Okay. Both are so. Flash forward to M41-999-3838 or whatever, far in the future, mm-hmm. uh, in 40K, the uh, the Plague of Unbelief was this huge thing. Remember, do you, uh, I don't know if any of the listeners have heard of the Siege of Vrax. It was very popular a couple mm-hmm. years ago. But it was like Death Corps of Krieg. You had like Salamanders. You had all tons of people there. But a big problem was like their main fight was against the Death Guard, right? Or I think part of the fight was. There was a, for sure part of the Siege. No, Siege of Rax wasn't Death Guard. Yeah, Nurgle and There Death was a related a battlefield thing. happening at the same time, though, where Siege of Rax was against a traitor, a church gone rogue, and like a, it was a really cool fight. But different siege, though. Similar somewhere else. I don't remember now because my brain is made of baked potatoes. Um, mm. They were fighting against the, the Plague of Unbelief, and like the zombies were popping up. And like you didn't have to get bit or killed by a zombie. If you got too close to them for too long, the pathogen... Would I mean, destroy you and turn you into a zombie still standing. That makes more sense for like a Nurgle oh, yeah. zombie, right? And like allegedly, like Death Guard were radiating this like putrid aura so much, like the actual Death Guard Space Marine Chaos guys were so potent that like looking at them would turn guardsmen. Jesus, and I was just like, this is out of control. <laughs> anyway, the space get a vaccine like, or something. Damn. Yeah, the space Marines <laughs> like this is a problem. That's actually one of the things they were working on desperately was to find. A, a scientific cure like the they had to the Nurgle's rot to the plague yeah this is some uh, high goals I don't know high I hate, bar hate yeah. to have to be the guy working on collecting the samples well don't worry someone's working on the other side uh, testing things out on a certain Eldar god to yeah. make sure they uh, are extra, extra potent so yeah. fuck both it's a hard ways. time fuck both ways um, do we want to explain uh, I don't think we have yet the um, the dating system in Warhammer, like you said, M forty one. Oh yeah, we so can. I don't know if we've we've may have, but it's, yeah. yeah. So uh, for reference, today's recording year is two thousand twenty three, which, if we were to use the Warhammer standard, would be approximately M two twenty three, and then whatever the other numbers are to generate the date. Um, mm-hmm. I don't actually know that part as well. I just know the years. I think that's it. Yeah, it'd be M M M M two Um So, like in Warhammer, right? Obviously, like M thirty is the thirty thousandth year of humanity's existence, and like allegedly they were still using the and uh, the current like um, AD. Well, uh, so it was AD BC, but now we're kind of using that BCE BC kind of thing, Common Era before Common Era. That'd be funny if they're still using B- BC in an <laughs> enlightened era. Yeah. Before well, Christ, what the well, fuck? Well, so before so I don't even think Warhammer people know what BC is because yeah. that would be like ancient earth history, right? Well, and but there are there are people there are Christians. There's the one in guy. 40K. There's like that the, one guy. The Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Which that is kind of fun. Insane. But uh yeah, so like uh the timeline we're, we're like and like it's easy to be like, "Oh, it's only like a couple thousand years ahead," right? But like mm-hmm. the collective sum of like humanity's existence is like, uh, I think uh, the the most reasonable estimate I saw was twelve thousand years total, of he, like Homo sapiens existing in a, a community society, like in like you know having a tribe or whatever. To now, mm-hmm. so like the like the earliest record of uh, I think the date was put on when 
they dug up a guy who had a mended leg. He had broken yeah. his leg and someone helped fix it. And they were like, this is the earliest example of like human, like tribal behavior, like fixing a, a, a teammate, fixing a guy in your tribe so he could keep coming with you guys mm-hmm. and contribute down the road, right? And so uh, the, the thing I saw is they placed that at like about 12,000 something uh, oh. BCE or 10,000 BCE, give or take. And so okay. then to now we're at like 12,000 and change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's actually like they, they were being cheeky and saying the year should be 12,023. And like really it'd be like 12,000, like 200 and something. So it's like, yeah, we're right. close. It's not dead on, but it was like, it was a funny calendar thing. But uh, so, but then for like that was like the collection of, all human achievement till now is 12,000 years, and the horse heresy starts at 30,000 years. Yeah. So it's like double plus what we're already at. And obviously, like uh, the dark age of technology slash golden mm-hmm. age of technology was like the height of humanity's power. And when was that? That was like supposedly like 20 ish? Uh, that's like a little 15? contentious. People don't always. So, like, the. Uh, the Age of Strife is like the big like kind of book note, right? right? And like the Unification War starts at the end of the Age of Strife, mm-hmm. and the Hor- and then the Great Crusade. Once the Unification War is complete, the Great Crusade starts. So that's like twenty five ish, twenty eight. I don't remember. Maybe? I'd have to actually look at when the Great Crusade started. Um, I I can't imagine it's that far before the Heresy. Well, two thousand years is a long time for that. I don't well, think it's been yeah. that long. And there's been like it talks well, I, about well, the, that's what I'm uh, saying, like, it, the human voyages. That like their the um, crusade was actually trying to find it been out there thousands of years, right? Yeah. Well, that's so, all. Like, that's all age of strife stuff. Yeah. But, just trying to date it. But so. like the unification wars prior to the great crusade, let's say the great crusade prior to the Horus Heresy, right? So the start of this, the first book in this series. Yeah, right? the great crusade's been going on for a bit. A couple of centuries. I, probably like a couple hundred years, right? Yeah. Not like three. that long, right? Huh? I think like two to three. Two to three hundred years. That's yeah. what I want to say. So I'm, I'm saying like the Great Crusade started in the 30th millennium, right? Right. So the the Unification Wars was right, right before, before that. that, right? So Yeah. So we, we've been in M30 the whole time. So how long... Oh man, the, the Dark Age of Tech is so The Dark vague. Age of Technology was probably somewhere like almost 10,000 years. 10,000? 10, yeah. Aren't we at twelve now? Well, no. Assuming I was saying like the oh, full reference. Oh, like we're in M two. Yeah, M two. Because they're using. Oh, oh, okay. So we're not counting the. Okay, we're not counting that. They're counting M two okay, okay, now. Okay, okay. So, um, it takes us the next ten thousand years to become a true interstellar power, and then there's the ten thousand years peak humanity. Yeah, and right. like these are huge. I'm using ten thousand year brush strokes to try to like brush over this shit. Well, yeah. But like lots happened, obviously. I mean, and, like yeah. 40k gets like that anytime you get like a necron story they're like yeah this is a 200 page book that spans uh, about a million years and you're like okay sure <laughs> cool no, but like Fun. i think the the dark age of technology is specifically nebulous about when it started when it ended because like we see things that show up from the dark age big air quotes or like the golden age of technology that are very different in their technological like level well yeah well, like one of the examples I see is like like a, the Votan, right? Mm-hmm. They have or, like yeah. bolt guns because they have some dark age stuff. They got bolt guns and like fusion weapons and stuff. But then you see some like crazy stuff, right? Like Psy Titans. Or like Vansar. Or Vansar plasma weaponry. Mm-hmm. Or like, and there's even references to stuff even more advanced. Like the STCs are all from the dark age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, the, but then you, they talk about like how there were ships that were uh, like 
streaks of silver across the sky and they could teleport the entire mm-hmm. crew around. And it was just like, we don't ever see that kind or of like stuff. True AI. Or like genuine true AI. Like the Votan have what I would consider. Yeah, true I mean AI, I guess yeah, you're right. Yeah. But um probably not as like terrifying as what I imagine. Like when no, I because like, they're more like human in I guess the Votan themselves, the Votan, right? Yeah, the, the men, the core the women. No, no, the 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 oh the the, the spirit, the Votan, the computer, actual because yeah. these are the leagues of yeah. the squats are the leagues of Votan, right? They're underneath the Votan core yeah. hive mind Those AI things, thing yeah. or whatever, right? Those are big, big, powerful AI. Yeah, I'll let you know in the in the heresy and all the books you do find some true AI. Yeah, 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 and you do. Um, the one that uh, locks up all the boys in their suits, and uh, they like find the ship in the warp, and uh, no, there's other. Okay, I it's, mean, there's so there's references to a lot of shit, and it's mostly like the short stories with like the Iron Hands find some shit. Of course, because like there's do. a lot of stuff, but it's That's just their like job, man. They're like, oh yeah, they men of iron. Yeah, there's I I can't wait to get in. It's it's books down the road, down the road. Mm-hmm. but we'll you do it. see some true AI. You do see. Some dark tech that does some crazy shit. Yeah, that they yeah. like. One of the things off. that's important to remember about the the golden age slash dark age of technology is that like the Eldar Empire existed, and several other, huh? Space elves. Space elves. Yeah, several other powerful alien empires existed at the same time, mm-hmm. and were actually in like a like a an, not an alliance, but like had treaties with the human empire at the time. Do they really? Yeah. Even El- but this was post Slanesh for Eldar. No, it wasn't. No. When did that happen? The a- the beginning of the Age of Strife is the fall of the Eldar Empire. Really? Yeah. Because the they oh. and shit. they they murder drug sexed yeah. um, Slanesh into existence, and that opened the Eye of Terror, which ruined warp travel mm-hmm. and began the the mass birth of human psychers, which. In, in turn, is that what caused the the men of iron to turn kind of thing or what? There was some bit. I thought the whole. That. I thought it was like a whole like matrix uprising thing was the main. Like the cause. age of strife is like well, what better time for the machines to try to overthrow their human lords than when they can no longer use the warp yeah. when they no longer have magic. <laughs> yeah. So basically. How, <laughs> How the timeline works. Oh, M so stands for millennium. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're we're so okay. if it's like heavy yeah, rabbit holder. You heard M forty, it's forty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and so like in modern and like for instance the Indominus Crusade happens in M forty two uh one two five six or something. Yeah, War of the Beast is like M thirty one. Yeah. War of the Beast, and then like but, you have some of the dark foundings like M thirty six. Uh the like the several other there's like space ring chapter foundings every thousand years or some shit so you see it all the time. Yeah. So like read or um, listeners you can like the dates matter but they also kind of fucking don't. Yeah. Well, another thing because they throw it around so fucking much. I don't want to like get too down the rabbit hole, but like there's actually a whole subplot to the Imperium dating system. Yeah. Where they don't actually know when things are happening. I mean, yeah. again, the dark age of technology. Well, Everything I mean, even in like lost. the I mean, modern Imperium is struggling because there's a with the warp travel. Yep. Right, the warp is such an insane method of travel. It's like, uh, you ever seen um, like Babylon Five, where they go into the realm of hyperspace and it's like this alternate dimension, uh, and you have to like you had, you navigate around there. And it's like dark and shadowy, mm-hmm. and you have to like look for the lights to get out and stuff. Imagine that, but now like 
filled with monsters. I imagine the warp is like this absolute jumble of like constantly swirling mutant energies. And like there's big empty cavities for like like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just there, like there's big... it's, a, it's an ocean. Yeah, is the best way people have ever. The ocean of hell, but it's yeah. not wet. It's in fact dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but when ships go into the warp, right? Sometimes they never come out. Sometimes they come out really late or way off target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple times where a ship will show up really early to their destination. There's this really fun short story where these space range like, oh, uh, a planet has called for aid. Like, send send the the fifth company and their strike cruiser to help. And so the strike cruiser's like, so long, brothers. We're going to help. And they jump into the warp. And they like they have a scary voyage because like they're assaulted by demons and it's super stressful, and then they uh when they pop out of the warp finally they're like oh we made it I hope we're not too late, the people are like whoa, space marines what are you guys here for? Hmm. Like to answer the beacon of aid that you sent out you you use the astropathic choir to say you were being invaded by orcs. And they're no, like they that hasn't happened, and the space marines like perfect for early (laughs) and they set up like a super good defense and like then they helped and stuff my favorite story is actually that orc we're going to talk about this a lot because i talk about all the time because it like it lives rent free in my mind forever that orc war war boss who warp traveled and then got to the planet he had already gotten to oh ahead of himself yeah 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 and so he showed up twice because of the timey-wimey nonsense and he killed himself and took his favorite guns. And mm. he was like, now I got two of me favorite shooters. And he was like super happy. And then, but then he also got like double the orcs. And so because it was just like literally like quantum clones of the other guys. But they all just grouped up and went on another yeah. fight. Yeah, the orcs don't give a shit. They don't care. Brother. <laughs> you, I mean, wait, use me. No, use me. And then it's like. We's us. We's us. <laughs> Man, that's some like. That's some pr- premium Gork and Mork like energy when you meet, oh, yeah. meet yourself and you can like which one of us is more brutal, which Who's one of us brutal? is more cunning. Yeah. That's dope. That'd be awesome. Sorry, we're super off topic. That's okay. I mean, it just uh, time is like important sometimes, but not really important sometimes. Wibbly and they do, wobbly. you know, like you said, they are they do reference um, more so in the forty k uh, books of like how like oh our calendar is more correct than your calendar, mm-hmm. and then nobody's correct. Um, I mean, arguably the same as real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we left off with uh, Loken getting uh, choked out, uh, and it skips. Just another reference. Uh, all these stories kind of jump around between characters. Mm-hmm. Just another warning <laughs> with this jump around. Uh, to Tarek, uh, Torgad, another one of the Mornival members, um, hearing this, but at the same time being attacked by some one-eyed, one-horn. Um, flying purple. No, uh, one of one uh needle teethed or toothed monster that was charging at him. Uh-oh. He's like, "What the fuck?" And uh, is that by chance a nurgling? No, it's bigger. It, it like topples his ass. Oh no. Um, but yeah, you get that one paragraph for Tark, and it sticks to something else. Um, we cut to the Titans trying to figure out what's going on. So they're landed. They're plopping through. Um, it's super fucking foggy. Uh, they're hearing all this chatter. And, like, the Vox is being kind of staticky the whole time as well. That's um, not a good sign. But they hear all this chatter. Like, oh, man, we sh- we would start blind firing if there was just Imperial Guardsmen. So, like, the Titans <laughs> wouldn't give a fuck. would start launching, you know, volcano guns into humans to, by chance, hit an enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, well, they're Space Marines. We can't do that. Um, so they're trying to figure out what's going on. They see a UFO on their radar 
they're like, there's a ship coming in. Is it like one of ours? And I'm like, I don't know. And they turn to shoot at it. Um, another cut, cut the Petra flying down on her oh, skiff. No. Yep. <laughs> so she's scooting down. and like fucking get plasma macro yeah, incinerated out yeah. of the sky. She's shooting down and stuff. And they're like, oh, maybe I picked the wrong dress and all this shit. And it's like all oh, this like casual talk. And then uh, the fog clears and they're like, Looking at an Imperial Titan or Imperial Titan, <laughs> they're like fuck, and it just blasts them. Yeah, yeah. Because they shot it down, they're like fire, and they they shoot it. Um, <laughs> and uh, left off, no disaster. We don't hear about what happens afterwards. We just end with like, oh, fire, and shoots it. Um, Jeez. Yeah, jumps back to Loke and fighting zombies. Uh, no, I'll just say real quick, like an Imperial Titan has the firepower yeah. to like make a regular spit like a bigger ship be like that's a middle anxiety inducing but to be in like a yeah. a skiff or a transport it's like uh-oh yeah your atoms no longer exist. your atoms are now spread out you're really driving far you're like little fucking if um, they didn't, yeah if they didn't actually break down like their proton neutron bonds and just become like raw energy again <laughs> you're ruining your like inflatable raft at like uh, a navy <laughs> yeah destroyer. the USS Iowa or some shit yeah <laughs> there's a 16 inch gun on you you're like wait <laughs> Huh? What's that? <laughs> That's a threat. That's what that is. You see the flash of the muzzle and the boat just disappears. Yeah. And you just dis- you, know. you wake up in hell pretty fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the what fuck a- happened? What happened? You just you rowing at a boat. Did we win? <laughs> <laughs> Did I get him? Yeah, but we uh, jump back to Loki fighting the zombies and his group. Um, some die or some space marines die. Whoa, the zombies? Um, yeah, because they're like super fucking strong. Oddly enough, um, one guy. Uh, he got his helmet like pulled off and like oh. his flesh just like rapidly rotted. Oh, that's oh not gosh. normal. What the fuck? Oh, that's super not good. Yeah, and Logan's like, eh, keep the helmet on, kind of thing. <laughs> Don't take um, the hat off. Yeah. Then they notice uh, flames in the distance. They're like, what the fuck? Um, turns out it was uh, the skiff. <laughs> it must have got glanced and didn't suck up the whole, you know. Yeah, there's oh a small God. almost connection. Yeah, so they're like, oh, That's go to the lucky. flames kind of thing because it's like a beacon, you know. In that foggy swamp, you can see the light. So yeah. they had toward it. Um, That's and Horace, scary. Yeah, Horace comes over the Vox and he's like, everybody meet up at the skiff or like the flames. So like everybody's trying to coalesce and like get toward it. Cool. Maybe like a Petra might have done something useful, <laughs> actually her, been helpful with her corpse. Um, so uh, yeah, they all try to head out there, uh, jump to the skiff. Uh, Petra is still alive. Plot armor, wild. Uh, Maggard, if you remember her um, bodyguard, human that's like cybernetically mm-hmm. enhanced and whatnot, and uh, he's just going ham on zombies, man. Um, silently, of course, because he has no tongue. Um, but he just defended Petra and stuff, and this is the first time she's ever seen him fight. I think he could, unless he also doesn't have vocal cords, he could make uh, little moaning sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that wouldn't be disturbing. <laughs> he kills you when the last thing you hear is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can, like stab to death. You're like, yeah. stop, please. Yeah. I think um, it hasn't mentioned it. I don't think, but I think that uh, if Petra dies, he dies. Oh, so he's like, so really like, trying. yeah, he's. Me going full sweat. Yeah, um, I was also gonna say like on the moaning thing made me think about like demons of Slanesh, tangentially related, but like the uh, those like the Slanesh being the uh, god of excess and sex stuff. Well, not specifically sex, but that gets looped in a lot. It's the it's the it's primarily excess mm-hmm. and like the the over intense strive of perfection, yeah. which is kind of fun. But um, 
the uh, the Death Riders. What are those things called? They're like freaky cavalry models. The Tillin? The like no, 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 little no, the dog. Oh. Yeah, the, the little boys. little like long noodle, and then they, apparently they make mewling noises, oh. which is like they like come at you and like you hear like. Ew, ew, <laughs> I'm like, I don't like any of that. That's super no good. Shoot you so hard. <laughs> if I could make my gun shoot physically harder when they approach, uh, I would. Turn the volume up on this bitch. <laughs> yeah, turn the volume Eleven. up on your gun. Um, but yeah, Maggard's going ham. He's trying. Um, luckily for him, uh, Sons of Horus come up, save the day. Of course. Right when he's about to die, of course. Um, Horus compliments uh, Maggard's fighting and learns of... Uh, he's got a... Maggot's got like a special rapier blade um, that uh, is supposed to separate the connection between soul and body, but it's called a Corellian blade. I've never heard hmm. of anything special being called a Corellian blade, hmm. but apparently I mean, it's it does fucking work on. Yeah, Corellia is a planet zombies. in Star Wars. <laughs> they don't make swords though; they make guns. Huh. Blasters. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that in the later books. I don't think oh, but it'd be kind of cool. Dig into that later. I don't yeah. know about that. It's never heard of it. Whooping on fucking zombies. Does that does that work? Do zombies have a soul? Does it matter, or is it just a sword to them? I don't know. I mean, I like definitely. They um, probably still have a poor, sad, tortured soul. Well, I just uh, I just wonder about like well, like World War Z zombies. I think are like actually corpses that are like animated, so like they don't really like the soul moved on. But then, like, necromancy zombies are, like, for sure soul-powered. But, like, 40k... It's kind of both. Yeah. If it's Nurgle, it's probably got a little tortured soul in it. That's yeah. what I think. I guess we could stop calling them zombies. They, they, they're zombies to the Sons of Horus right now, but, like, meta-knowledge-wise, they are poxwalkers. Which is, like, a fancier word for a zombie. Yeah. yeah. But they're, yeah. they're, they're warp-based monsters in a way. They got one eye, usually, a horn. It's oh, they're, they're a little farther more in. More horny, then. pustuled yeah. zombies. So if they, if in 40k, speaking the name of the Emperor, like, does damage to things, then I imagine, like, if this sword could separate soul from body, it would have some sort of influence like that. I mean, there well. are. I've heard of other weapons yeah. having, sim- like, the, um, like, a force weapon, mm-hmm. a weapon used by a psyker, will damage the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as the body. And the Blade like, of the Emperor that Ribute uses eventually. Yeah. Like, that does that that's like well. so, saying that out loud is like so meta you could have just said the emperor's sword mm-hmm. the, the one that rebute uses eventually is like Whoa. yeah that's, <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. literally ten thousand years farther in the future seven yeah. years of podcasting down the line yeah book wise yeah. <laughs> see you guys in 2040 yeah <laughs> um B.I. Yeah, gets compliment. Um, Shout out to 2040 Us. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? So We're still cool, I hope. Fucking yeah. 40s or 50s. <laughs> Stop. Don't say it like that. I'm so sorry for all the lactose I've eaten. I will never forgive myself for this. <laughs> the damage I've done to my guts. I hope um, my O-rings hold. Me too. Me too. I've heard they don't. I'm hoping I can get new ones. <laughs> Some... Uh, uh, Mechanicus. Yeah, I'm gonna need rings. a cyber sphincter one day. Anyway, <laughs> scissoring. When they is. say pinch it off, dog, I pinch it off. Yeah, Hydraulically actually. Don't wipe too much. You might fucking lop your fingers off. It's getting sharp. <laughs> um. So after the compliment, Astartes regroup and move forward. Of course, um, out of the fog. Of course, Erebus comes up. He's like, "Hey guys, I know where the Vox is coming from." Like, I bet he does. Yeah. It's in his fucking pocket. He's like, follow me. And Horace is like, follow that guy, my brother. I love him. 
So the, I love uh, that guy. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends up uh, leading them to uh, Timba's flagship. It is fucking crashed into the mud. Of course it oh. is. Yeah, so they're like, all right, everybody should be dead, so it shouldn't be too hard. Um, they mm-hmm. already know about zombies. This is going to be a problem. Yeah. This is a spaceship full of zombies now. Crash landed. Full of zombies. <laughs> full of so zombies. many zombies. Um, and then Eris is like, hey, we should go inside. This is like the most Scooby-Doo bullshit. Yeah, no, I'd be like, Erebus, you've seen, like, you've played Dead Space, right, bro? Like, that's an old game. That's a classic. Well, we can't go in there. <laughs> we can't go in there, dude. Let's just shoot it. Like, yeah. no, man, I gotta. Per- I want to personally do this. No, hit, Horse hit it from is orbit. upset. Just uh, call, in, call in the vengeful spirit and have it drop like a... Like a, Anything. Like a melted torpedo yeah. right on top. Yeah. Don't don't look back. Yeah. Just get back in your fucking easy, ship. Easy but they don't all, need a moon. David's moon could be destroyed and nothing would, yeah, no, no, no repercussions. There. No, mm-hmm. definitely. This goes back to that very earlier thing where I was like, it's a, a what planet? A plague planet? I'd be yeah. like, glass it from orbit and move on. Yeah. I'm not playing this game. Yeah, mop it up, whatever. Uh, but yeah, the um, Loken sees this as an issue. He's like, Erebus, like, <laughs> let's yeah. not, let's just shoot it. And Erebus uh, yeah. is like, but, you know, Timba, man, he said some stuff. And Horace is like, yeah, he, he did say some stuff. Like, my honor. And look, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, why? But, you know, Primarchs are very... uh little vain. Very, like, the medieval, like, ooh, my honor. It's like nobody disrespects. No one thinks less of you, Horace. They can't even look at you in the eyeballs without, like, pissing their pants. Well, I think the lion probably would. Oh, yeah. He's different. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the line, the primarch of the Dark Angels definitely would. He's and so would Angron. Oh, yeah, the neurodivergent group members. But, yeah. <laughs> the, so out of the 19 other people, potentially, that could look down on him, like, no one else will. No yeah. one has the balls. Mm-hmm. Or will have the balls if they say it to his face, because he will remove them promptly. I actually think the only ones who would vocalize that kind of consent, that kind of, like, opinion... Are the ones who are like so unhinged anyway they could never be War Master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So agreed. Um, Loken makes a suggestion to Horus to let him like the Titans do it. Um, <laughs> yes. And Horus yeah. is like, he's so wise. This Loken. He's, he's like so, whatever. He's well, so smart. He let the Titans put some rounds in, uh, being you know more rounds. Yeah, consenting. Like okay, whatever. Loken, you happy now? We're going in anyways. So. uh Loka's not happy. But it's, um, like a, it's like a spaceship, right? So it's like yeah, a, it's a really, flagship. really big it's, it's vessel. It's huge. Yeah. A couple <laughs> Titan rounds into it yeah. isn't, isn't a problem. Yeah, it's already crashed. What are they going to do? Like explode it more? Put more holes in it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tark, or Tark, Targadon, um, the other men, one of the four, the um, the Joker of the Mournival, uh, agrees with Loken that it could be a trap. Um, Horus is like, uh, still going in. Delegates attack rolls. Um, which, oddly enough, the two guys that disagree with going in are left outside to guard the entrance. Got him. Uh, Erebus gets to go by himself to the other side of the ship. So they're entering in like near the back, I think, or the middle where it's like yeah, broken know, like, down as an entrance. They're like, oh, Erebus, you cut him off in case he tries to escape. Erebus, you're trustworthy enough to go and do stuff by yourself. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, this is just like the perfect storm of trouble. Like, I yeah. mean, the, the power of hindsight and the power of like normal tactical knowledge is telling me this is like such a bad idea. Yeah, it's kind of the fun part of the book, too, because you're like, don't do it. And like, because you, you can see all this. You have, as a reader, you have all the knowledge. Yeah, you get that, that 
yeah, the readership power to know that this is a problem. So yeah, the stress of like, oh, something's gonna happen the whole time is, uh, it's fun. Also frustrating sometimes if you're yeah. like, you're like mm-hmm. me and kind of sweaty when you read these books, and you uh connect to characters way too hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially with your introduction to Warhammer. You're like, oh, I love this character. Hopefully, he stays around. I hope he can, he makes it. Mistake. <laughs> Don't fall in love with anything. The world sucks. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Vox Communications still bad after, um, everybody goes in and whatnot. Um, everybody with Horus, they still, you know, like, hey, this is still scary. They go through whatever. They find some zombies and whatnot. Um, Ceteray, one of the, uh, company captains, um, says he found Timba. He was in the assault squad that went in first. Um, uh, and then some shit happens. Uh, all of a sudden, the whole crit or um, ship like shifts again. Mm. It like breaks even more, and uh, people are lost in all the debris and shit. Um, outside um, with Loken and Tark, uh, there's a big shock wave because you know a flagship, which we've stated are miles long, uh, breaks. The shock wave dissipates the fog a little bit on the outside. And uh, there's a fuck ton of zombies coming. So they're outside just chilling. They're like, oh, we should set up defenses here. And they turn like (laughs) the (laughs) The waves of the horde are coming. They're like, ah, (laughs) fuck. Um, Spooky. That'd be such a cinematic moment to like be on the ground. Just like to look over and have the fog. Just, you know, I imagine like classic like, oh, I guess kind of like that scene from one of the intro fights from Last Samurai. Like all the troops are trying to line up, and like from the fog, you hear the samurai like give their order, mm-hmm. and like you can't see them at first. And all of a sudden, like they break from the fog. It's just like, yeah. man, fog breaking baddies are like so intimidating to me. I'm just like, no, yeah. go back to that place you were. I don't want you over here. Dude. Restart. Let's yeah. do this tomorrow when it's nice and sunny. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be sunny out, please. But no, dude, seeing a horde of zombies like that would just be like, yeah. Especially with the like, everybody's taking wounds already. Yeah, everyone's like been um, in a slog already. Now you gotta, now you gotta like slog times a million. Yeah, fighting in the mud's never advantage or advantage. Like you're never gonna be at your prime when your feet are sinking. Unless you're a mud wrestler. Unless you're a mud wrestler. So the very few, if, unless the. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think that's a standard training for starting. Uh, unless the Imperium has a specialized mud wrestling. Yeah. Just a bunch of chicks in bikinis coming out. I ha- yeah, I guess it could be that. I was actually get in there, like the like the men, like the big oh. like big dudes, like like gripping and squeezing and over like what they did in like Greece and whatnot. Oh, the oil, the oil wrestling. wrestling is like, oh, that's a sport. That's yeah. a. You see how they reach down there? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. You, if you don't know what oil wrestling is, look it up. Watch the video. You're gonna watch a guy shove his hand down someone else's pants, make a fist, so he can like have leverage on the pants and like try to hoist him up by his jorts. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and they're literally just like covered in like thick oil. It's, mm-hmm. it's a sport. It's a sport. Mm-hmm. Greece. What a appropriate name. The people yeah, of Greece. Yeah, yeah. Um, love your food though. Uh, I think your olive oil. I actually think ironically. I think the oil wrestling's from like Turkey. Oh really? Yeah, mm. I mean turkeys are greasy too, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Prove oh, me wrong, boy. sailor. <laughs> you take a big nap after they wrestle. I I would. What is that? Uh, I won't get into that. It's a tangent. That's not forty k. It's fair. The, uh, shit in turkey that makes you sleepy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So the fog dissipates. 
Um, we're left on that scene. Back to Horace. He's all alone. All of his uh, crew that he was with is either like dead from the shrapnel and building falling on him, or they're just lost. Um, so he knows the ship because he's been on it before once, and they have you know perfect recall. Mm-hmm. So he's heading to the um, the bridge to find Timba. Um, and he's got a sword that's gold and um, kind of glows. It was made by uh, Ferris Manus, which mm. is the Primarch of the Iron Hands. Which means it's a really good sword. Yeah. So, like, another gift from Ferris Manus. Yeah. Which is dope. Um, I don't know. I like to, like, talk shit on... Uh, spoilers. I play Iron Hands, I guess, as my Horus Heresy army, since I just got phased out of 10th Ed. All my first four models don't count anymore. But uh, so apparently I play Iron Hands. I've always <laughs> loved Iron Hands, favorite chapter. And I love to see uh, Ferris Manus get any love because he mm-hmm. loses some things. Yeah. Down He's the line. Ignored. Yeah, they don't talk about him as much. And <laughs> he's sad. Uh, but yeah, he kills zombies that are coming at him and stuff, of course. Um, but they like turn into like a weird greasy black smoke when he kills them. Uh-oh. Just definitely not like... <laughs> Not human. Like, uh, zombies aren't regular to begin with, but, like, they turn into a black smoke afterwards. There's no parts to them. That ain't right. That boy just ain't right. Um, It's definitely some warp trickery right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... It's not a good sign. Mm -mm. He eventually makes it to the bridge, um, and he sees Timba there. Um, The bridge is... Sort of. The bridge is, like, (laughs) disgusting. There's, like, bodies hanging from the... um, roof or the uh, ceiling there's people like scabbed into their um hey, on stations how uh i think they're just tied up okay yeah well, it's not it's not a night lord ship well i was um, gonna say like they could just be <laughs> stuck to the ceiling like that's it's, it's a nerd planet yeah. right it said hanging so i'm imagining like cables and shit or maybe like a big loogie or something yeah i'd imagine something like from like one of the aliens movies yeah where, like they're, they're webbed into the wall or like Hanging from cables, mm-hmm. hanging from mm-hmm. other long noodle-shaped organs. <laughs> yeah, noodles. Um, but yeah, uh, he sees Timba, uh, and Timba's been bulking because Timba is huge. I was gonna say if he's normal size, he's got a gun, right? Just shoot at Timba. <laughs> but uh, he's 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 fucking big, and he's got bugs and shit inside of him, and he's like mm, bits I- of hanging out. You know, I sense a boss fight coming. Yeah. He, he walked through the fog outside the bridge <laughs> like a dark soul. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, dude, this would be a, yeah, health bar shows up, Timba the Bloated. And mm-hmm. she's like, wait. And I'm like, don't, 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 don't. Like, I didn't no. save. <laughs> I'm not ready. I, I don't have any elixirs. Chugging health potions. Yeah, just <laughs> and he power rolls over a bunch. <laughs> Iframes. Iframes. Yeah. Trying to get out of there. What a, what a reference to Souls. I love Souls. Um, but he also sees at the um, uh, the feet of Timba is the uh, Assault Squad company captain. Oh. Um, Varela Moy, which is one of the either and the or, the like sort of twins. And he got murdered, though? Yeah, he's dead as fuck at Timba, his feet. Gave, Timba gave him the hard smack? Yeah, so big, the big fatty sitting on his throne just has like a dead Luna Wolf company captain at his feet and they're like what what the fuck like this regular human did that well regular yeah yeah horace is upset a little bit um we jump back to loken fending off the zombies how's that going 
It's going. Yeah. They're trying their best. I believe them. Yeah, it's him and Tarek. And they go off a little bit of, you know, some fight porn. Like, oh, yeah, decapitation shit. That shit's so good to me. Jump back to uh, Horace, because right now he's undergoing some stuff. Um, <laughs> he's going through some stuff. Yeah, Timba's a little upset. Like, like, oh, why would you do this? He's like, you left me behind. And a lot of planetary governors kind of feel that way. Because like, when they take over a planet and make it compliant, they have to leave somebody there to take care of it. I don't know, man. I, un- I, I can kind of sympathize with the feeling, but imagine you like you join the army, right? And you're like going through, you're fighting, and like even step it up, right? You're in the Great Crusade, you're an, you're an imperial human like commander, and you take a planet, and they're like, they turn to you like a Primarch or like some imperial lord of some kind turns to you and says, you have been chosen to stay here as this planet's ruler. I'd be like, Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I don't Woo! think he's doing much fighting, though. I think it's usually, like, generals or, like, I don't know what the, not a general, but, like, higher-ups that aren't actually, yeah. like. No, I'm just saying, dude, like, leave me behind. That's that's the life. Depending on the to world. the crusade. Davin, I wouldn't want to stay. Well, not now, obviously. I mean, like, post, because Davin's full of, like, weird fucking, almost not human lizard people eh. kind of thing. I mean. I'm just saying, uh, planetary governorship in 40K to be the planetary governor is it's a sweet gig. Pretty much the best job a human, a normal human, can have yep. until uh, gene stealers are introduced. Well, that depends, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we won't get into the gene stealers because that is a long ass tangent. Yeah, that's a way out of there yeah. too. Uh, so Stop. he's upset that he got left behind because he wanted to continue the Great Crusade. You think um, they like? Okay. You think they maybe well, ask instead of like tell yeah. a guy? You'd be like, hey, does anyone want to be planetary governor? Volunteers, like, volunteers. People like me would be like, me, I'll take Davin with the lizards and everything. I'll, I'll, I'll own it. Like, okay. And then Timba, you want to keep going? He's like, of course I do. I don't want to get left behind. Yeah, the guy who's obviously upset. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, classic imperial bureaucracy though to like mm-hmm. put the wrong guy at the oh, job and yeah. then expect it to work Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but he's upset. The sort of. Temba, that is, uh, and Horus kind of chat about chaos. Uh, Temba's like informing, like, oh, I've seen everything to Horus. Oh, he's seen like some. Oh, Temba's definitely got some shit. Um, he's telling Horus all this stuff. And um, yeah, so they start fighting eventually, and Temba's a lot faster than he should be, mm-hmm. being, you know, the bulk monster that he is. Mm-hmm. And, um, Horace stabs him a few times and nothing happens. Like, just doesn't feel it, I guess. Um, but Feels Temba, okay. yeah, Temba mm-hmm. pulls out a uh, obsidian. <laughs> Temba pulls out an obsidian blade. Uh oh, uh oh, red yeah, flags. Very <laughs> shiny black blade. Uh, and uh, as he pulls it out, he whispers uh, the War Master to it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, Where's Erebus right now? <laughs> He's still watching for any uh, people retreating. He's on the retreating. other side, allegedly. I allegedly. He, yeah. So he, Yeah, he, he didn't sneak in and leave. No. Um, so they fight. They fight. It goes over the fight scene. Read the book. It's fucking fun. Um, Does Horace get stabbed? Not, not, not yet. Uh, Timba is actually so fucking fat that when he tries to get off his throne and walk more, his ankles... Snap! I thought he was fast. What do you mean? He's fast, yeah, but like he just—he doesn't do cardio. He's got, you know, he's just a 
so big old this mass entire monster. time he's been dodging from his throne? I think around the area, yeah. And not so much dodging because he's like getting stabbed and not feeling it, but he's parrying a lot and like uh, okay. he's just doing some sword fighting. Um but he tries to get up, <laughs> fucking snaps both of his ankles, flops on the floor, and horse is like, Well, like, you know, pathetic kind of thing. I'll end it. Pathetic. Um, yeah. Pathetic. The um, horse's glasses gleam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but the exchange blows. Uh, he thinks that like Timba's gonna like move out of the way of his blade, but he does not, as he's gonna stab. So he fucking impales Timba, but Timba's sword also hits him through the pauldron. It you know mm. hits meat. Uh oh. Um, from the, with the sword that with he his, does. Uh, Somebody just whispered a name into yeah, his in Horus with the secret sword. Is that weird? Uh huh. Big and trouble. Then um. It's usually bad. After the exchange blows, Timba like snaps out of like his weird like oh chaos this chaos that mm-hmm. his meat canyon mode. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we can even reference that. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I like the Thomas the Train one is one of my favorite yeah, episodes. Meat Canyon's dope. Um, but he comes up. He's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry for what I've done. And Horace is like, oh, you know, huh. I failed you, kind of thing. Foreshadow. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Horace is like, I, I failed you and all this stuff and like. It's sad, whatever. Like they, they both feel bad. Obi-Wan, they both feel Obi Wan holding Darth Maul, like sad moment of like. Yeah, they both feel bad about what. I they don't just know, did. dude. I feel like if I was in a scuffle with someone who was like who had done gone this far, mm-hmm. and like they snap out of it, like I'm so sorry, I'd be like, they'd be looking up to me to say sorry, and I'd be like halfway through stomping on their face, like I'd be like, like foot in the air coming down on them, like what? <laughs> just like, <laughs> let me tell you something. Like no, nah, dude, you just fucking st- stab me. Yeah, I'd be like, we're 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 tussling. The tussle's not done until one of us stops. But it does show you the kind of like humanity that Horace had at that point. Mm, good for him. Where he's like, yeah, That's where he's softy. like, like actually cared for the Imperium. I like not the people for much longer. <laughs> yeah. well, he arguably, it comes yeah. from a good place. Uh, arguably, I mean. but he like he, he gives a fuck, and like I guess it's sort of um the. Uh, I guess you can kind of tell how like 40k space range jaded I am, where I'm just like I'd stomp on him. Yeah, fuck. like I'm definitely like no in survivors that, suffer not the heretic to live. Yeah, but you just like I forget what I was gonna say. Uh, his I guess ignorance that he thinks like he's unstoppable. So like whatever he got stabbed, who cares? Yeah, Larryman cells the cells in the, the Stardies that like clot super fast. Yep. Gonna take care of it, whatever. Um, so he's like talking with him a little bit. Uh, we jump back to uh, Loken fighting. Um, it's getting a little worse. Uh, I believe that. Tarek's being drowned by zombies as like just waves pulling him under. And he's trying to like yank him up out of it and stuff. And uh, they both get pulled under all the bodies and just getting beat to shit. But then all of a sudden, the, uh, they all stop. All the zombies do. And they just like collapse. And like the zombie, no more. So they're like, okay, something That's happened. Super scary. Yeah. That's almost. Is this a good thing or is this a bad? I'm yeah. happy about it, but also like kind of worried. I feel like this is not good. Yeah. And then um, Erebus returns. Oh, interesting timing. And he's like, oh, that was crazy, right? And he's like, let's go find Horace and make sure like he's okay too. We've both been fighting the bad guys, right? Oh, brother? And like, okay. Brother? Like okay, let's. I brother, guess right. brother, <laughs> say it back. 
The, uh, and they go back inside and like getting sweaty. They find um, uh, Cetera, which is one of the uh, company captains as well, like stuck on a rubble, whatever. They all the Mournival meets back up because um, I guess I should have mentioned before when Horace went in, he had uh, Abaddon and Axeman split up and go to different floors just in case. Well, Abaddon's gonna be fine. Of course, like you can't Little freight train of murder. Yeah, that dude is a mm-hmm. fucking flagship. Um, but they're like, oh, we got separated, and they go. They finally find Horace. Uh, he's wounded, and they're like, shit. <laughs> the Horace in like a state of like weakness is never a good thing. They've it's never only seen his their... shoulder though, right? Yeah, but right? he seems to be like pretty fucking sleepy about it. It's fine, right? It'll get better. They offer to like help him out, and he's like, okay. nope, I can walk myself. Um, mm-hmm. then we, um, jump back out after Horace and them leave and Maggard and Petra are still alive. Petra had been hiding the whole time. Of course, maggard has been putting in some work and Petra's got like a weird, like, how she's like, not in love. It definitely not in love. That's not in even close, awe, but like maybe? in awe of like, she's never seen Maggard fight before. Yeah. But they're like, Oh, it's so bestial. And like, like, this is dope kind of thing. Like, I'm glad I picked this guy. Or glad we have this slave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, is it like is it like admiration? Or is she like hot and bothered for this guy's like muscles? That he's I, like I, Cyber muscles? I don't think she's attracted to him. She's, he's Just definitely below her. But yeah, over his skills. Because seeing like, like a dude save your life maybe? for like two hours straight, yeah, you got to be know. like... I feel like a noble though. Like, I feel like it's like that. that you don't have to actually be attracted to like want to get some yeah it matters True. <laughs> get all quiet i agree um <laughs> but we jump to them they see all the uh sons of horse burning all the bodies as fast as they can just so they don't come back probably a good move yeah honestly um that reminds me is there a is there an imperator titan grade flamer I don't know. There should be. That'd be fucking I think spooky. There probably is. It would right? just be like a waterfall. It'd be like a dam opening imagine of if, Prometheum. Imagine if it was like a Phosphex. No. Like, That's not. It a, would eat it that, too, oof. right? That'd It'd be a bad idea, right? I'm like, okay, the plant's dead. <laughs> Got him. Whoops. Um, Whoopsies. But yeah, Maggard them see um, uh, Horace walk out and they see uh, the Mournwall carrying um, uh, Moy, the dead company commander. And they're like, oh. Moy. Um, then uh, they kind of chat a little bit Horace and Petra that is Horace collapses uh oh and like he's talking and just like you know the wound he succumbs to the wound a little bit and everybody, a little shoulder stab yeah just a little shoulder it stab he's, he, they've, and then Olnar I think he's taking worse Did they take the sword out of him at least yeah it was uh, about kind of stab it wasn't left in oh. Timba stabbed him and then I believe Horace chopped his fucking arm off too he like stabbed him and like they'll flourish and chopped his arm off. Um, but yeah, so they, of course, like they're gonna you know freak out a little bit. Um, oddly enough, after he falls, we jump to fucking Magnus. What he's introduced. Uh, this dude's having or seeing all this go on in like nightmares. So he's on his um you know home planet of Par- Prospero in the uh, his little warm. like crystal pyramid. Like? It's a it's a nice seventy probably eighty nice, maybe nice. ninety probably 90. Celsius no it's like, <laughs> can I do C I'm like what uh, but it's you know it's nice there um, we kind of get a brief description of Magnus 
you know, Magnus the Red, he's the, the one-eyed. one-eyed red-skinned sorcerer yeah. lord of the Thousand Suns. Is he already one-eyed? Yeah. Yes. He gets one-eyed pretty early. Of all the people who should know why he's got one eye, it should be you, but as we I point know. to his Magnus model. But I thought that happened like a long wait, time so ago. That's not hap- That doesn't happen in these books. No, that right. happened way. So that happened before, but when they were scattered. Yeah, a young he man, made some Magnus, deals, baby, traded his eye for knowledge. Yep. Oh. But we will go into that later, man, because that is a fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little behind in my Thousand Suns lore. <laughs> to be honest, that's fair. Um. But yeah, we, we briefly describe him, uh, what he's into. Uh, the Council of uh, Nikia is touched upon, which briefly is just the emperor decided that we sh- they should stop using uh, magics or warp powers or psychers and shit because he and some other primarchs and people didn't like it. Yeah, because like the, the goal is that for the emperor, like the imperial truth is that no one should have access to the warp. And that no one should be like genuinely psychic, like how the sorcerers of the Thousand Suns are. Mm-hmm. And I think several of the they had like kind of a vote as well too. But like more of the Primarchs decided that like they shouldn't be using sorcery. But on the other side, Magnus was one of the uh, most staunch supporters of using it because he believed that the the controlled, trained, professional application of sorcery. Yeah. Would mm-hmm. be a huge boon to the forces of the empire. Which I mean, he's he's right yeah. technically because yeah. like his it goes into uh, detail of the planet that he's on and mm-hmm. like his pyramid of like mm-hmm. it's just fucking books everywhere that he's written a lot Full of. of I mean, They're all about yeah. knowledge. Knowledge and training is yeah. much better than ignorance. Yeah, or like superstition use right. of yeah. psychic magic. Yeah, it's better. It's better to like be a professional trained sorcerer than to be like a, a witch doctor who throws bones yeah right i look at Space guts wolves. oh <laughs> that's I, the planet the planet gives me powers yeah oh, i am okay. a i'm a spellcaster of fenris where do you get your magic from fenris the planet i'm like oh yeah but you just cast the, like witch bolt yeah iceberg mm. bolt yeah wolf bolt <laughs> yeah wolf. wolf bolt wolf lightning <laughs> but uh it goes into that um it, he talks to one of his librarians about like like oh the council's kind of shit kind of thing and yeah do you want to talk about what a librarian is sure yeah i mean the guys who use the librarians are oh so jake or uh lukey do you want to the sorcerers i mean yeah they're sorcerers they're masters of the warp they're astartes psychic power users i mean they're pretty cool yeah um, currently in 10th Ed, they're kind of sad. In 9th Ed, they were crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually worth having a pile of them. But uh, in modern 40K chapters, a librarian, the, the highest rank in that little order, that sub-order inside of a chapter, is the li- chief librarian. And they are simultaneously in charge of the chapters. Like, They are literally actually a librarian of mm-hmm. books and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so they keep the lore of the chapter and the history of the chapter in order. And then they do double duty as the primary... Um, like spellcaster of the chapter, yeah, (laughs) big big magic mojo. And below them, there's some other like lower ranks of like, there's like I think there's chief librarian, there's regular librarians, which is a pretty important rank, and they have some more below that that kind of go down to like neophytes and stuff. And like during their training, some space rings you find when they're still in the like uh, uh, transformation process or whatever. You can tell they're psychic, right? Like some of the mm-hmm. stuff lets you know. Mm-hmm. And they get sent to the librarian training area and they begin 
being brought up. And for loyalist chapters, it's like a big deal that like they're trained like restraint and control, mm-hmm. right? So they don't get like overwhelmed by the magic because the power of the warp is somewhat like overwhelming. And, and you're, like, you're channeling it is really yeah. how it works. Like you are the conduit, right? Exactly. So if you, That's the you need word. to learn to. Um, Use a surge protector. Yeah, surge protector, or just like if you think of like a valve, like mm-hmm. you know, only let in and out a certain amount, otherwise it will overpower you. You won't be able to close it again, and then you become a bomb, or a portal, or a thing. Lots of things. <laughs> yeah, there's it's a not, lot. Of... It's not good. <laughs> I've uh, I had a friend describe it in the past of like using the warp as like uh, you have to open a door right mm-hmm. to let water in. Um, to like use your power, right? And you yeah. have to close it. But if you, and the more you open your door, the harder you have to work to try to get it closed again. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick is if you open the door all the way, it's very likely you're not going to close it in time before the water is overpowering you and washes you away. Mm-hmm. And that's when like spooky boys come out of your yep. face. <laughs> and uh, the Thousand Suns have an even like greater um, yeah. ordering or like structure. Uh, yeah. Cause like they, We'll go into it in uh, different books, but yeah, they're very because that's all they do is yeah, like magic shit. Mm, so like, I, it's not all they do, but it's like their their thing. Primary, yeah. yeah. If I if I was gonna ever pick a sorcerer of the Horus Heresy Age to be my companion, it would be a Thousand Sun. Like pretty much like I throw a dart at like a board and be like, it any just of them. says Thousand Suns. Yeah, that a hundred times. Like yeah, any <laughs> of those guys is a okay yeah. with me, but. <laughs> They're the they're basically the premium magic users of the yeah. of the Emperor's forces. Yeah, I like them. I mean, they're they're definitely cool. Um, just like every other, or a lot of the uh, Space Marine chapters. I can't say every legions. Legion does it for me, but they're they're pretty cool. Yeah, you can find things cool about most. Um, but I like Thousand Suns too. As a uh, Thousand Suns player, I'll say I like Thousand Suns, but I'm biased. So it's fair. It's I fair. love Thousand Suns. I mean, they're okay. Um, okay. Like I like Iron Hands. You like Thousand Suns. It's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like guardsmen. <laughs> I like guardsmen. They're <laughs> cool too. Um, Magnus and his uh, librarian. Um, I say librarian mostly because I forgot the actual guy's name. It's like one of his <laughs> higher up guys. Just thrown out his rank. Yeah. Um, Dude, I would do that shit if I was in the armed forces. They'd be like, hey, go to report to the lieutenant. I'd be like, lieutenant, I'm here. And they'd be like, call me by name. And i go, yes, lieutenant. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Sir. Like, do you know my name? And I'd be like, yes, sir. Like, what is it? Sir. Sir. Lieutenant, <laughs> sir. Like, that's my rank and my title. Like, what are you doing? Shrug. Shrug. Fuck off. <laughs> it's good enough. Um, but they're talking about um, casting a spell or something mm. to warn mm. E, which is the emperor, of uh, what's to come, so about do, what he's seen in the do, dreams. Do they use the shorthand E? No, they do not. Okay. <laughs> but uh, when I'm taking my notes. <laughs> they don't call him Jimmy Space? Yeah. All my notes are like L, S-O-H, like L for Loken, S-O-H, yeah. Horus, like all that stuff. Um, like we said last time, my autocorrect fucking sucks. So does Jimmy Space get the warning? Uh, yes. We don't know. Big yellow space daddy. They're just talking about it right now. The and they're like e. talking about the risks and whatnot. And this is post-cancel in the Kia. So like they're oh. trying to use magic to warn Emperor about, you know, what he saw with Horus. So astral choruses, are those psychic that's yeah, psychic shit, yeah, right? Yeah. Is that outlawed too? No, no, but it's slower. That's like fine. Okay. Yeah, so like space navigators are. Because it has to bounce between the 
system. It's relayed, and it's like they yeah. relayed in metaphors. It's never like they send a message like this happened. They're like, you see like a bunch of photos mm. in their head, and they're like, mm, we have to interpret this. At least oh, to my knowledge, yeah. Which is in, like fucked. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. In 40k, it's a little different, I think, but that's also because there's like a really big step towards dehumanizing humans. Mm-hmm. I made an icky face, but like, uh, from my <laughs> knowledge, the electropathic choir. Like you send a message, and like uh, your your cyborg bolted to a wall scribe uh, with like me- microphones for ears. You'll be like, like scribe, tell you know, like Rabute that we need more beans at like Salusa or whatever. And the scribe goes, you know, beans. and he transmits that that thing to like the astropathic choir, and which is like just a bunch of like. Again, psychic cyborg people all in like a big room, like a big cathedral mm-hmm. rotunda, kind of like together and together they their voices unite and they project like the song of the the choir. Oh, and they shoot their psychic energy into the warp to be picked up by the next station. Mm-hmm. And like usually, like you remember, like you remember, like a boop, 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 a Morse was, code, yeah, or like a telegraph, telegraphs, telegraphs. How like you couldn't write like a big long thing; it'd mm-hmm. all be like shorthand, quick yeah, speech. Right. I always like to me it's always been like that like it's always like um like one word warnings or like you know their planet send help for efficiency yeah for just yeah. to make it easier to transmit and so like um cuz like it takes time and energy to like do these things yeah. but then when it gets to where it's going uh the astropathic choir gets a thing and then another psychic cyborg bolted to a wall forever interprets the words like scribbles it down really fast like with, like a little freaky cyber hand and then, like the 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 guy in yeah, charge it, reads the scroll. What the fuck? Man, in Dark Tide, the the printers that They're are in like one of the cutscenes, it's just fucking quill pet feathers like being held by a robotic arm, yeah. like scrolling on a yeah. fucking out of cyan, out of cyan. Oh, it's so <laughs> what the fuck? It's black and white, out of blue, out of yeah, uh, no color. So Where do we put it? Where do we think? It's like I the most forty k thing. In his mouth. Yeah, drip feed but yeah, the um, with the metaphors, uh, a lot of the time it's like the emotion that's behind it. Where like they get like their whatever, and they're like, "Oh well, this guy's definitely like sad about something. Like let's interpret mm. it." And, okay. Um, a lot of people die during it too, so it's not a good. I mean, a lot of jobs in the Imperium include death, but like navigators, astropaths, you're. You're expected say, to die. If you're on a spaceship and your navigator and his head turns into a ball of tentacles and then like the cyborgs with shotguns kill him, then you're stuck in the warp with no driver. Yeah. And that's I mean, not good. You can just it, yeah, you're uh, that's a aim and then warp. Yeah. <laughs> like I hope we go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exit not in the void of deep space. Yeah. You know, hopefully you're by a planet. That sucks. Um but yeah, we leave them talking about What's to come? Uh, jump to Horus freaking out. Or not Horus. Uh, Loki freaking out about Horus. Everybody Since is. Big Daddy collapsed. Um, they get the Apothecarians over to come help. Um, they get them on a storm ship or Stormbird back up. Um, oh, the Apothecaries, hot take, are their little their Space Marine medical doctor yep. guys. The ones that um, earlier, I think, they started <laughs> sucking out gene seed. Yeah, yeah they harvest gene seed. I was going to say they're barely medical doctors. Their main purpose is to recover <laughs> gene seed, isn't it? True, but they do a lot of like repair. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if you can stitch a space ring back up, you might as well. Synth skin. A lot of the time, they'll spray like synth skin or fake skin over wounds, or they have learned. I just cells. mean that they're like, you know, yeah. they can do that stuff, but, but they, 
they do walk up with the old melon baller to scoop out. <laughs> yeah, the, it's uh, mainly the the bone saws and yeah, priority drill. one. Yeah, the drill, the chest, the old space the ring chest nar- drill, narthicarium, narthic, the freaky gauntlet they yeah. wear, yeah. the drills. So yeah, they they most of their carrying is like. They're still wearing suits of armor, so it's like mm-hmm. sprays and fucking injections. So nothing like they're wrapping it with gauze. Like no, mm-hmm. but they're gonna no. like wrap something that's either getting amputated and like burnt, or they're like hydraulically packing your wound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god! As a space marine, though, you should be able to handle yeah, it. You're welcome. <laughs> On to the next one. Yeah. Here's I- your bolter back, bitch. <laughs> Keep shooting. Here's a bolter. Here's a mag. Do your job. Yeah. The sweats will eventually stop. <laughs> <laughs> the cold sweats, the sh- the shakes, and the blood shit will pass. Yeah. So they, it's a bigger scene, but they, they get them on. They're flying back. Um, jump back to uh, the Vengeful Spirit, which is the flagship for Horus. Uh-huh. Um, Ignas and uh, Euphrates uh, Keeler, uh-huh. which is Ignas is the poet. Um, Keeler is the prophet or re- religious yeah. girl who saw uh, Jubal. They're arguing about religion and whatnot. Um and they kind of get into it because I really Ignis enjoy. I don't want to sidetrack again and again and again, but I it's really enjoy how they're up on the vengeful spirit, having a religious, like a philosophical, yeah. theological debate, while Horus is like fighting demons. Yeah, getting <laughs> getting KO'd by a demon with a bullshit magic sword, and yeah. like tons mm-hmm. of guys are dead. They shot zombies. Titans are shooting people, and they're just like, you know, I really, I think, I think it has to be like this. And he's like, are you crazy? It's obviously, and so it's like. Yeah. The disconnect is so wild sometimes. Because like it was, Davin wasn't supposed to be nothing. The moon wasn't. Yeah, it was just like ten thousand guardsmen against the sons the of Horus. Yeah. So everybody on the ship's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, cool. Like it's just another moon. We'll move on to the next one. Um, so they're up there arguing shit, and uh, I do agree that that um, distinction's pretty interesting. It, it, they were Luna Wolves first, right? Yep. Is that foreshadowing to this moment? To the Luna, to the moon of Davin. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think about that. I think they originally got their name for physically invading Earth's moon back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, but hmm. it is interesting that also now here on a moon, just yeah. Think, yeah, just things are changing. Yeah, yeah, the no. Mournivals. That's um, very interesting. All the Mournival have a phase in the moon. Oh, they, yeah. That's some oh. that's some astrology cutesy yeah. shit right there. I like it, but that's also like, huh. you can tell it's a club. And it's like, oh, yeah. Um, Dave over here is uh, the waxing moon day 30. I am the new moon. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Cool. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up. The SpongeBob loser call. <laughs> loser. Loser. You guys think we're cool, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Not to like shit talk that. <laughs> it is actually kind of cool. If I, was in the, if I was in the club, I would love it. Yeah. If I could be part of the Mournival... Yeah, they can have whatever cutesy shit they want. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, they could all be moon phase. I'll be the waxing ass, just a big <laughs> butt cheek on my helmet. <laughs> I don't care. Stencil on your forehead yeah. of a butt cheek. Yeah. There's a magic card like that. It's Kami of the that? Crescent Moon. It's this just dude sitting on a hill with his ass crack out. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty premium right there. That's, not a, <laughs> that's good. Um, so yeah, we, we're there. Uh, they're we're arguing about religion and whatnot. Um, it gets a little heated. Uh, Ignis goes and chats with Mercedes, which is Loken's uh, remembrancer, the peanut head. Um, <laughs> Elongated skull, yeah. Yeah, and then head. eventually, like, this soldier comes running by, and they're all crying and shit, and he's like, why are you guys crying? Like, what's up? And they're like, Horus is dead. And then 
And he's just like, huh? Dead. Yeah. He, jump that far that quick. Huh? Yeah. So like news of him getting wounded and oh falling comes up to the ship. And of course, the game of telephones are like, he's dead. Like, yeah, you don't know that yet. He's all he has to be. So like, shit's going crazy. And now, right? we're, now mm-hmm. we're in panic mode. Yeah. Big, um, big space dad Horace just took a spill. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, the Stormbird's coming up. So everybody's racing to the embarkment deck to see it. Um, Ignis is like, well, fuck, I'm too fat and slow so like we're not gonna make it so we're gonna go to the observation deck it overlooks um to watch this and uh storm Hop comes in hot um lands real hard wait wait what ship is this the the Stormhawk or whatever the Stormbird. i think the, it's, it the might so have been car storm. pattern Stormbird. it might have been horse's actual like yeah that's a big that's a so like there's like the Thunderhawk, which mm-hmm. can transport I think like 20 space marines and like anna rhino mm-hmm. pretty big transport pretty nasty on tabletop the Sokar pattern Stormhawk or Stormbird, whatever avian flavor it is, even bigger, holds 50 mm. Marines and vehicles and has like 12 guns on it. It's a moves fast, big ship. Yeah. For this thing to be coming in hot is, uh, it's the implication. It's actually fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming, yeah. Coming out of the atmosphere at full burn, yeah. you'd be spicy. You'd be physically hot to the touch on that. Yeah. I can't confirm that it's like a very specific ship, uh, but like... Horus, Ivor uh, Primark has their a own person. like swag. Yeah, so I imagine yeah. if they're gonna bring him back, they're gonna take the best. Oh, Rogel Dorn actually rolls around in his uh his yellow Thunderhawk. Yeah, and it has a it has a Reaver Titan shield generator on it, so it's pretty much an invincible airplane. Whoa, it's adorable. It's, what's his uh moonship called? But like whatever. Oh, the junior. Phalanx. Yeah, it's a Phalanx Junior. Yeah, Phalanx Junior. <laughs> they I mean, would. It, it's very Rogaldorn to put like a really defensive item on a v- vessel. Yeah, that's nuts. I, I didn't will know. Fortify this position. <laughs> Any position I go. Uh, but yeah, he comes in hot, and they watch. Um, unfortunately, the crowds of humans uh, rush in as Immortals rushing out, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on? Like, tell us, like you know." Uh, but the Immortal like is, it's it's got to like. I guess exaggerate, like, or not exaggerate, but, like, emphasize, like, their father, who's never supposed to die, has yeah. been wounded. These guys are martial, uh, martial order, so, like, they just want to rescue. The only thing on their mind is saving yeah. Horus. They have and, a duty, and they have a drive, I mean, and they're nine foot guess, tall, uh, made of metal. And the humies in the way get a little uh, <laughs> clobbered. Yeah, because, like, these humans think, like, they're on the same level, and um, the Stardies always think, always, already think less of them. But like, like get the fuck out of the way, kind of thing. Um, they just fucking mow, mow through. Down, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, I Broken mean, they got their legs. battle march. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, and Ingus is watching all this from up top. And, uh, he gets really pissed, and he's you know he gets the he starts you know thinking about shit to write about it because like here it is, all these Astartes, uh, uh protectors of an Imperium. Um, Killing innocents. Granted, the innocents should have fucking got out of the way, but like it goes back to um, when Abaddon was talking about killing Ignis on Davin. Yeah. And then Loken's like, well, there's going to be repercussions if this happens. And it, Abaddon's like, correct. Mm-hmm. So that foreshadowing is eventually or it's coming to light now uh, because <laughs> um, we jumped to Malgahurst watching the fucking CCTV of it. And 21 humans were killed by the space marines. That's actually pretty. That's a pretty. That's nothing. It's chill nothing. number. It is. Uh, but like, 
I wasn't upset when I first listened. It was like, whatever. Like, like the Titan was just arguing whether or not it should shoot into the dark. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, if they were just humans, I whatever. Mean, to be fair, I come from M41 where human life is yeah. less important than bullets. Yeah, yeah, how many lives are sacrificed to the Emperor every day? Uh, a thousand psychers yeah. just okay. to the Emperor. They have servitors. They're yeah. just like... <laughs> lobotomized cyborg slaves, yeah. And they kill them all the time. They're like, yeah, whatever. Oh, and like I, I used to be deep into Inquisition lore and like people, they just off thousands of people mm-hmm. on the whim yeah. for the suspicion of heresy. Mm-hmm. And so... Grey Knights. Grey Knights will kill an entire guard regiment to for keep... For seeing them. Yeah, for seeing them fight a demon. Yeah. And it's just like... So to me, ironically, from my really ultra-dark perspective of like M41, like this M30 stuff, we're like, oh, they killed 21 people. I'm like, whoa, they got off light. No. I, I thought that was going to be way worse. This is chill. This is a good day. That's nothing. I feel like, though, like, to be mad, like, the Space Marines rushing their big Space Daddy through would be, like... I mean, a, they, they're they rush, rushing their demigod. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I fought mean, with for centuries. Right. And, and, like, not only is he, like, a parental figure, he's, like, a spiritual leader. Yeah. He's, like... He's a fucking war master. He's, like, literally their gene father. Their yeah. strength, their power comes from him. Like, it's this whole... I really see, like, this level of, like... They obviously, and these, not only that, they're not just Lunaval, Luna Wolves, like all the Luna Wolves have this category. These guys are the Mornival. They have taken mm-hmm. oaths to protect Horus, to be with Horus, to keep yeah. him alive. And lot, not Luna Wolves, they're the sons yeah, of Horus. Yeah, these are the sons now. of yeah. Horus, yes, yeah. correct. Even more so. And so to me, it'd be like, it'd be like if I had to drive an ambulance and a bunch of people got in the way and I was like taking my dad to the hospital and like a handful of people got in the way of the dock, I'd be like, Beep beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me the U.S. wouldn't do the same for like a president. Oh, 100 percent. Right. You know, it's like or like that sad sack that got in front of a uh, the presidential motorcade on his like, his, I don't know, he's driving his car and it was like pull over and they had guns out and stuff. And, like, oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, and, like put wreck his car, push him out of the way. Yeah. No, it's a whole thing and like, I feel like it's a little uh, disingenuous for that guy Ignis Ignis to be so mad about this because like yeah he, he just i don't know he's passionate and he's like that that poet um soul kind of thing i, I guess looking for things to latch on to for i mean it's content right yeah and i guess it could be applied to like actual like wars and stuff in the past where it's like people who aren't doing the fighting or like both sides are suffering because like unless you're a sociopath they yeah. definitely we had some sociopaths in the military for sure that enjoyed it, but like no one's winning on this kind of stuff. Um, granted, I don't think any U.S. soldiers that I know of had to worry about like their president being killed. Yeah, true. And, like, driving mm-hmm. through actual people, so yeah. it's, it's applicable, but not too applicable. But I do think Ignis is like he's he's deeply offended by it, and I just like kind of his thing he's um i don't know he's already seen in the past that he's kind of like anti-imperium kind of yeah he's like oh it'll fall eventually like kind of thing uh currently to the record he's wrong (laughs) got him (laughs) again coming from my m41 viewpoint it's like 10,000 12 years later dumbass i'm still here (laughs) imperial eagle noises Flags, rock flag and eagle baby <laughs> yeah, yeah no i feel it like that's kind of fun that he's like eventually it'll fall i'm like baby this bad boy is never gonna fall yeah, he's this a is a pessimist but he's also like a drunk and kind of sad too. true i feel like if i was like his if i was like an author and a poet and i was his opposite 
I personally, and also coming again from my biased Space Marine favoring viewpoint, like not Space Marine favoring, but like horror, like I favor the main characters, obviously. Oh. I would pen this as like, like the Luna Wolves, no matter what, uh, the Sons of Horus, no matter what, and his elite Mornaval will get him to the medical care he needs. They they fought him off the planet. They got him onto the ship. Yeah. They came in hot, a daring rescue. And, like, the crowds came, and they paid no mind to the common man. They mm-hmm. had they had a duty higher than that. Call them martyrs. Call, yeah, call them call martyrs. Call the 21 of their lost martyrs, put some posters up. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. Martyrs are the, what, I mean, the blood of the Imperium yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's callous, it's callous to say, like, I get how it's, like, I feel like people are gonna be like, "How? Do, what about human life?" I'm like, "I know," but in, like in the modern day, if that happened, I'd be like, "Egregious, horrible." Yeah. But like in in the context of Warhammer 40k or in the Horus Heresy, we're like, "Doesn't mean how shit. many people on Davin just died?" Yeah, I mean, the oh. pause as Heath does the math uh, on the moon, millions. Yeah, uh, I think it was ten thousand guardsmen that were like. What about everyone else? Uh, with space marines. What about everyone else? Oh, you mean when they come? Uh, enlightened Davin and all the lizard folk yeah, or anything yeah hey, quite a few more than 21 <laughs> yeah I'm just saying like in the <laughs> scheme of things 21 people dying is like a bad car accident like it doesn't even it doesn't even register mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know I don't want to come off of something like super callous to human life and human suffering and the human condition but context Warhammer, matters yeah, yeah Warhammer does that to you yeah I mean that's what like I think they're throwing at you in the books is like like oh there's human death um Innocent death, it, but like everybody's like, mm, so what? Like, we still won, mm-hmm. like we got him. Well, I mean, and also like, it's like I also kind of view it as the like the viewpoint of like if I was a if I was a Mordaval, right, mm-hmm. and I had to choose between twenty one people dying and Horus yeah. surviving. Every, Horus every time. Horus. The the pick is unfortunately very easy. Yeah. Like. And it's even like even taking the this argument. Is not an, uh, this is not a trolley. No, no, it's like yeah, plowing. It's, it's just regular. I'm putting some jets or a turbo on this thing. Yeah, but the whole thing is like even if you think about it from like the greater good, like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And like the impact someone like Horus could have on the whole Imperium. Well, mm-hmm. it is the needs of the many. It is. I think that's exactly. Yeah, it is. And these like twenty-one the, were like are the few. Some soldiers maybe, but like a lot of remembrances too. Soldiers, so they're already they're seeing less than soldiers. Literally, they could have been twenty-one high lords of Terra. I would trade all of them for Definitely. Horus mm-hmm. at this point. Definitely. Yep. Um, also interesting that um, it's twenty-one humans killed on a Nurgle. Twenty-one. Which uh, three, Nurgle? Yeah, seven in multiplication or multiples of seven. Oh, and he has the his his sacred icon is the three circles. The sacred number. Yeah, so it's seven to three, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. The final sacrifice to the plague god. Yeah, it's it's cool once you like actually know all this like numerology or whatever. They like kind of throw shit in there like you guys were doing um with eight and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like oh like it sinks up and kudos to the authors for like like they must have blackboard or whiteboards in their houses or whatever they write. Just Full everywhere, be like little tidbits, making connections of shit and red string everywhere and Pepe Sylvia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, the twenty-one people die. Um, the general of the human or the guards force, um, he's like, this isn't going to go over well. Like we need to like blood for blood kind of thing, sacrifice or like have a space where we can be held accountable. 
And Malgahurst is like, mm. not going to happen. Blood for blood, buddy. This sort of thing. Uh, blood w- for the emperor, skulls for the golden throne. Yeah, Something I want to like roll that. back the clock a little bit and talk about when Marnius Calgar was trying to defend the world. Does that roll up forward the clock? Way far. This uh, is a, he's the chapter master of the Ultramarines during yeah, the 41st yeah. millennium. Way past this. <laughs> uh, but he's still a Space Marine commander, right? And he's trying to defend a world from an oncoming Tyranid invasion, which is a big, big problem. And he says, uh, I would take one Space Marine over a hundred men. Give me what I need. And like he's asking for defenses, right? And so, mm. But thankfully for him, a lot of Space Marines show up and it's a whole thing. But uh, it's just like the uh, the scale of like even in the future, like when space marines are like rarer, mm-hmm. or I guess with the context of them being rarer in the future, he's like a one space marine is worth a hundred men. And even if you assume that 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 in Horus Heresy, a space marine is worth like a tenth of that, like I'd be like, nah, dude. People compared to like the superhuman demigod yeah. capabilities, like in the con- again context is king. You're in the Great Crusade. You're in a galactic wide war to like win. 21 people, like, isn't even a drop in the bucket. Yeah. And if I was, like, if I was, like, again, if I was a Luda, a Space Wolf commander, oh, not Space Wolf, uh, Sons of Horus commander, and some guy's, like, blood for blood, I'd be, like, come and take it. Yeah. Boys. But your relations are going to be bad. (laughs) Not if we void everybody who (laughs) agrees or disagrees with us. Yeah, it's like, or you can just shut sun. up about it, and we won't have a problem. Yeah. How about you guys get your blood? We'll take anybody who wants to, you know, make things even, and you get in the fighting pit with one of the space yeah. marines. Go hop in the pit with, like, yeah, Abaddon guns. volunteered. <laughs> yeah. This guy's ready, dude. That uh, top knot, he, well, he's ready. He's just going to use his hands. It's weird. He's going to no, give you guys a he chance. He said he's going to come in naked with one hand tied behind his back, <laughs> and you guys can be armored. He's going to kill you with his top knot. <laughs> Was whipping the head shit. Whip, yeah, head banging the whip him with the hair. Yeah, but yeah, verse saying this shit, and there's like they argue back and forth. Then also, damn a human, a human commander being like blood for blood. Yeah, I mean it's, um, I think it seems like Hector Barbarus. He's the like, he's like guardsman from the future. He's got some like nards on him. Like, True, he's, he's respected. Guardsmen do have some uh, gigantic brass bells yeah. for testicles in the future, but I'm just saying, even now. Yeah, but even then, it's a even bold then, move, and that's what like Malgahurst kind of sees too. Is like, why is this human telling me this shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mighty bold of you, considering you're within bolter range, <laughs> yeah. <Malgers>. fist range, <laughs> you're within thingy touch range. But, um, so they're arguing and stuff, and um, I'm really hung up on this whole like these humans being like, yeah, how dare these? I'm really like. This yeah, worked me we're, up a little we're bit. making them sound very entitled in this. Uh, I mean, and it I don't know, kind of is. But to me, though, you know. it's just like, man, like I understand like a space marine's purpose is to fight for like humanity, but like I also recognize that, like the greater good of the Imperium requires that like a space marine be above a person yeah. to get the galaxy they want. Yep. Maybe we could do a poll in the future. Once it's on YouTube, I would be like, "Who would you rather?" (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'd almost actually like to give the poll A to like fans, and then B to like randos who don't know 40k, and like try to give them like a little bit of like light context, context, like little bit like, "Hey, like the boss of like the super soldiers." Yeah, people would be aghast. I'm sure. I suppose, and like, yeah, I guess this no excuses, no excuses. But I feel like anyone who knows like the context understands that like. Uh, how important even like what like you just read iron uh iron snakes right the yeah. 
what is it, Ban- Brothers of the Snake or whatever, Snake, yeah. where one Space Marine took on the Dark Eldar, yeah. took on like 30, 40, 50, 100 Dark Eldar and like got out alive. And like yeah. one Space Marine can literally tip a battlefield's like swing. Yeah. I mean, on tabletop, it sure doesn't feel like that, but like in lore, like not to mention they're a pain in the ass to make. They take they take forever to make. Find and yep. you know a finite resource, like, sort of extremely. Like, like the upfront investment to a space marine, I think, is like similar to like more than a tank, more yep. than a modern tank. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Even if you don't think like their lives are worth more, like just the, like the time and effort invested is worth more than like yeah. a, it's a yeah. If, if you Turning into spreadsheet simulator yeah. and you just total up the costs. It's a couple, out of control. In a, a couple t shirts for the humans. Yeah, t shirts and flashlights, boys. Go get them. Uh, um, but yeah, after they're back to um, the scene, they're arguing uh, the human Varvis and Malgalhurst, the Twisted, that is, um, which is uh, Equery to uh, Horus. Um, An Astropass, I think it's her name's Sing, walks in and says, There's a warp surge and the veil is growing thin. Uh oh. Cut from that to uh, Horus and the Apothecary um, in the hospital, essentially on ship. They can't figure out why he won't heal. Like, they're like, oh, the the poison's. Seems like it's tailored just I'm, to him. I'm yeah. aggressively shaking my head. Yeah, it's in, like uh, in worry. Oh, yeah, the doctor's like, like, oh shit, the magic sword is doing big damage. Well, they don't know what. what I know they don't, they couldn't possibly know, but it's just like, yeah. why won't he fix? And we're all just like, he got stabbed with the yeah. magic sword. No, it's like very specifically killing him well. And they're like, this is like a personalized poison. You know, this is impossible kind of thing. In the. Um, Abaddon's, of course, pissed, and he's like, gets up in the doctor's face, like, I'll kill you if he dies. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks for making it even more stressful. Yeah. Thanks for the pressure, buddy. Yeah, like, I'm trying my best. Um, and um, Loken kind of talks to the doctor, too, and he's like, listen, like, we, we, would it help if we found the source of the wound, or wound like the weapon that caused this? And he's like, all right, maybe. Uh, so him and Tark uh, decided to go back to try to find the weapon because no one actually like looked around. They just saw uh, Horus wounded. I'm definitely some kind of like out. mentally ill loot goblin, but like <laughs> if I was any space marine on deck and they let, like they cut that guy's hand off, I'd like power walk over there, pick that sword up, be like clutch. Yeah. I might not even keep it right, but what I do is I'd like hand it over to be like inspect. Yeah. Mm. Observe, inspect. This is like take it to the armory. Have it yeah. looked at. And um, we jump to the uh, uh, Davin's moon again. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of see the Titans being re-packed, uh, I guess, because like they come down hot on these like coffin ships and like you know huge thrusters and like reverse thrusters to make sure they don't crash land in. And it's work to get the Titans back up. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. we, we kind of see, like, the princeps, like, post-fight. Nice. Actually, I just had a thought of, uh, so in Avatar 2, Way of Water, it's an okay film. Looks very pretty. Strange plot, but whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where one of the, several of the human, um, like, starships do, like, a like a controlled burn descent down, mm-hmm. drop off a box and fly away. And suddenly I, I put a bunch of little bits together, and I bet... I'm betting the Titan drop looks super similar to that. Yeah, you don't go underneath that shit. No, the, you, uh, you the die. thrusters. Yeah. No, in the in the in the movie, the thrusters were like annihilate, like burning away water and trees and yeah. like 
making a crater and then they drop this like fat supply box and like for dramatic effect everything was still on fire when the box opened and a bunch of like those like uh you know human avatar mech box suits walk mm-hmm. out and it's like it's a dramatic scene but I'm like you would for sure wait for that to not be on fire <laughs> like that'd be really <laughs> dangerous yeah and like a, the deus Ares, the uh imperator titan that oh they shit down. so they're deus the, is here yeah it's it horus was real mad Real man, that was uh, this era is the one that shot down Petra. Yeah, well, spoilers for my boy Horus. That that Titan's gonna get a m- Mondo body count, dude. That thing's mm. they already has. Yeah, that thing's premium grade death. But uh, yeah, to deliver a skyscraper size <laughs> robot, <laughs> we're we're not yeah. missile status, so it's not being launched in and trying to get that bitch back up. Yeah. It takes some work. Dude, a lot of the mechanics the there and shit. To get that out oh, of God. orbit, yeah. holy shit! So there's, it shows like some of that process and shit. Um, jump back to Petra um, on the ship, and she's just, you know, sort of traumatized, uh, and she's witnessing the chaos of uh, Horus falling. There's riots, there's revolts. Everybody's losing their shit because they think Horus is dead, and they're like, you know, it's the end times, like doom. Um, but she is eventually like found. And Horace has called for her to come to the hospital because he's lucid now. Hmm. And so she shows up and um, he's talking to her and he wants her to write his uh, validation or valediction. Valediction, a.k.a. like his like final words. Sort Damn. Of. So he thinks to... he's fucking dying. Oh, shit. He's trying to give a final testimony, huh? Yeah. And he's like talking about his mistakes with Temba. Like, oh, I should have recognized like his passion. How could he have... I mean, like it's just I, yeah. I don't know. He's what so you're... like into like oh shoulda woulda like kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's potentially dying, so he's regretting stuff. Yeah. Uh, the stages of grief or whatever. Um, he talks about other Primarchs being jealous of him. Um, <laughs> Lion, you know, he's like Lion and Agron never liked me, kind of thing. Does Angron like anyone? No. Got him. He, Does Lion he doesn't even like, like anyone? himself? Yes. Sanguinius. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, everyone likes Sanguinius except for maybe was... Kurs. Yeah. He talks about Curse too. Nice. He's like everybody has their purpose. Like if you've ever met the um, Night Haunter, it's like he's an odd one. But if you ever want a planet full of Xenos to be like scared to come outside, he he's, comes in he's handy. He's efficient. Yeah, and I was like, he's scaring fucking Xenos too. Like imagine being like a bunch of orcs being afraid. That's oh, fun fact. Yeah. <sighs> uh, It'll go into your. Uh, I shouldn't tangent now, but I'm gonna do it anyway. To the uh, the war in heaven dialogue you're gonna have later. Yeah. You should talk about when orcs learned the fear of death. Oh yeah. It's like you gotta you gotta see some shit to give it. You have your entire genetic lineage permanently gain the trait scared of getting murdered. I mean that that <laughs> was pro- achievement unlocked. That's proper orcs though, right? Not crooks. Uh no, those were. Uh, it depends. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, he goes on. He's kind of mewling and like whining and whatever, because like he, he potentially dying. So they talk for a little bit, and she writes down shit. Um, jump to Loki and toward the moon. Um, he kind of regrets the situation of murdering those people on accident. Uh, what do they do? Um, actually, they haven't gotten to the moon yet. They're heading toward the embankment deck to get to the moon, and he sees like there's a bunch of candlelight vigils going on in the. So before Loken actually goes back to the moon, um, there's like a 
they have to go to the embarkment deck, right, to get on the ship. Um, they go through, like, big candlelight vigils, um, which uh, Keeler is actually part of, too, um, after the the accidental murders. Uh, she went through there um, with some of her other robed homies and were handing out, like, pamphlets and shit, <laughs> which, you know, like, Ticio de Venetitis stuff. Be like, oh, like, you know, the Emperor protects and all this kind of... As like, man, I feel like if I, stomped, yeah, but. if my friend just got steamrolled by a space marine and she's like, the emperor protects, I'd be like, not too well though, not that guy, <laughs> not this guy, not from big boots. I mean, but that's a classic like religion, yeah. Argument. Well, yeah, but like, I feel like in in modern forty k they throw out the emperor protects pretty much as like a nonchalant nothing, like it almost has no meaning, but like, because like the emperor like in general, protects via the defense forces of the Imperium and, like, the Mm -hmm. magic that can be used. But, like, to say, like, I can go because the Emperor protects. It's like, shrapnel's real, dog. Like, they'll get you. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's always, like, disingenuous to me, especially even, like, real religion when, like, I say real religion, but, like, all the Earth religions that we have right now, like, Mm -hmm. even the ones I'm part of and stuff, it's like when you're, like, you know, like, oh, I, I prayed for, like, protection or whatever, and it's like, good, I hope that that's like good, but now make some smart moves and don't bank on it. You like, I always, I kind of, I guess they I pray view, and expect. Yeah, yeah. I pr- the prayers and the like the 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 offerings of like, oh man, I hope this goes okay. It's like that should be like like the last line of defense for you, like your heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at like the, make a make good plays leading up to that, so you're not yeah. banking on yeah. yeah. Make it not, easy for your god to help you. Well, and that's not saying like not to diminish the power of the gods or anything, but like, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ prayed in the garden, "Hey, I need out of this ride," and he, uh, more or less, but like he got crucified, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that's an important part of the story, and like it was his destiny, and like him trying to get out of it and stuff was like part of him, like in his humanity or whatever, but like. I don't know. I also think about, like, that was, like, I don't know. That's an example, I guess. But I think of the other example where um, we talked about this a lot uh, in the past where, me and my circle, where this preacher had gone down to some, where was it? Some, I think somewhere in the Congo, right? I think I know what you're talking about. And he was, like, the protection of the Lord is real and stuff. And they're, like, you know, they're, like, we we, we dig what what you're saying, dog, but, like, bullets hurt, lions hurt, disease hurts, and, like, you know, and so, like, there's, like, this whole discussion, but he ends up, like, saying, like, I don't remember what nation he was in, but he was in some, like, third world place, because that's all I remember. It's biased, I guess, but he ends up being, like, I'm going to jump into fire like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did in Nebuchadnezzar's furnace, and I will not be burned because God will protect me. Okay. And I'm, like, did you get a vision from the Lord Almighty that this would be okay? I told you to do yeah, it. Yeah, did the Spirit of God appear before you, almost blinding you, and speak to you loudly so other people heard that you're going to be okay? Or is it the frog venom that you just smoked? <laughs> or is it the frog venom you got on your shirt? Uh, so then he ends up making a big fat bonfire, jumping in and dying. <laughs> yep. Because, and then I always, I always think about this other line uh, that Jesus actually says, I think, um, Later in uh, the New Testament, he says, do not confuse your will for the will of God. Mm-hmm. Do not confuse your desires for the desires of God. I think about that a lot, especially like modern church settings. I feel like a lot of people 
say a lot of shit. They definitely carry this over to 40K. Yeah. That's for Rolling sure. this all back, though, it's like um, I definitely feel like when someone's like, when the when the, the god emperor himself says, I am not a god. Do not worship me. And then what's her face is just like, this guy's pretty lit. Okay, I, god. I read it in a book. Yeah. Your book that you didn't write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Just stop worshiping me, okay? Because like, I guess he's just a, doing this to test us. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he he literally told you <laughs> to your face. Yeah, you're God. Literally, yeah. It's like, man, mm. I get that vibe super hard. When like Jesus is like, take care of your neighbors, be good to your friends, the rich, like get rid of, get rid of your money, and then like the super churches are like, I think Jesus was weak. Like, <laughs> you, you can't say that, dude. Like. Like, what do you do? Get like, to I don't the pearly know. gates, and he's up there like, so, well, or well, well, well. Yeah, St. Peter's at the gate, just like, so, buddy, you think you're getting in today? He's like, of course I am. I'm a megachurch pastor. He goes, yeah, you told the congregation Jesus Christ was weak for his socialist views. And look at him. <laughs> and he's up there just yoked. Yeah, it's Korean, Korean Jesus, just yeah. like muscle. But no, I just imagine like that, and I'm going, well, and then like, you know, the megachurch pastors, all of them, get into hell. And like, they're like, well, we don't deserve this. And the devil's like, nah, dog. You, you and I both know this is so fucking long. But yeah, it's I mean, sort of they, like that. Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't need to, yeah. Where she's handing out, like, you know, post-massacre anyway, pamphlets. Yeah. Sorry for the theological offshoot there, but post-massacre pamphlets, like, Emperor Protects, everyone. It's just hey. not all, not, it is, he had a plan for that. It points to the puddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> the boot stomp. Yeah, mark. Abaddon's, because Abaddon was part of that Mournable rush oh dog so like even baby boy abaddon back in the horus heresy was a freight train yeah, of death he's big boy so um yeah he goes through there and it's kind of weird seeing the vigil and whatnot but they just kind of shimmy past uh <laughs> and head toward the moon in um uh moy's twin i always mm-hmm. get the either or the or mixed up but they go to the moon as well with them um so it's three of the company commanders um, we jump back to Axeman and Abaddon trying to distract themselves from H's condition and Abaddon of course is destroying every servitor he can get a hand on and did you just say H's condition? Horus's you're throwing Horus's out that bunch I, I just hand. read a note yeah Horus's condition Abaddon's destroying shit um, Axeman very um, Kylo Ren of him yeah Axeman's uh, taking his gun apart and putting it back together kind of thing They different methods and it yeah, shows their personalities. One, yeah, one of them is like an ordered, disciplined soldier. The other is a psychopath who yeah. has no self control. Then Abaddon Sad. starts talking uh, shit about the emperor for not being there. He's like, "Oh, if the emperor was here, we, this wouldn't happen." Like, you know, wait, 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 wait. wait. E- Ezekiel Abaddon is yeah. shit talking the emperor of mankind for not being at this yeah, backwater I mean, scuffle. Everybody's like, "Oh, why did he go back? He should have been here." Like, you oh, know, Horus would wow. be protected. And then. Um, <laughs> On cue to all this emperor bad talk, mm. Erebus shows up. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> of course he fucking does. Uh, and he's like, um, guys, uh, there's a, uh, a lodge meeting if you guys want to come. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of subterfuge like, in this ending. All right. There's like the vigils and there's like the, the lodge meetings. Yeah, and they, they go to the whatever, the lodge meeting and whatnot. And uh, Erebus, of course, uh, informs them that he knows a way that whores can be saved. Oh, really? I bet he oh, that's weird. nice. Weird. Whoa, like, what a cool dude. He's like, I just remembered it. <laughs> Whoa, weird. There's this thing I had written in my notebook for later, what? actually. You know what would be cool, guys? Guys, you know what would be really cool? <laughs> we go to the moon, 
Sacrifice some people. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah. Oh, do 21 more, maybe 20. I don't know. Maybe mm. just seven. Yeah. Seven <laughs> guys, or trust eight. Me, right? Lodge bros. Lodge bros. Lodge bros. But it's, they don't have to go to the moon. His suggestion is to take him to a temple of the Serpent Lodge on Davin. Oh. Fucking serpents. Right. I don't know. I know Abaddon's like not necessarily like super bright, but like I'd be sitting here like, oh, he was stabbed by the magic BS sword. Now he's ill, and we're going to take him to a wizard's lodge <laughs> of the snake. Isn't that heretical? And he's like, but Horus might die. And they're like, oh, you, you got a point. So uh, I don't know. Everybody's cool with it. And they're like, get him on the boat. And the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, man. To me, this is, even if I wasn't very smart, I'd be so fucking like sussed about that. Yeah, I mean, if they weren't so, it just shows how like um, traumatized and like confused they are. Because like space marines aren't supposed to feel this kind of emotions and shit. Yeah, it's it's that sus as shit though. That uh, Erebus is like, yeah, the wizard snake lodge thing, and I'm just like, yeah. Um, Everybody agrees with it though, because they. <sighs> traumatized and looking for answers they're not used to being this willing like powerless in a way too yeah like they are beings of power but they nothing they can do can help and they have no idea what's going on yeah so except the one of them actually does though. Yeah, i mean yeah very one the guy who's suggesting all this shit yeah one guy's up in on it uh-huh so they um they get to packing his ass up and bringing him down um Jump back to Loken on the moon. Uh, rot has lessened. Um, they wander through the ship back to the bridge. They, as in um, Loken, uh, Tarek, and the either or the or, whatever one of it is, and maybe some others, um, wander back to the bridge. They found uh, Tenba. Um, they search his fat corpse. And uh, Loken, uh, while he's searching, Loken finds a wooden box near his throne. Um, mm. A shiny one hinges. It looks like it could have held, held a sword. Um, and then they end up finding uh, Tenba's arm, which had been separated from his body, and the sword was still stuck in it. Cool. So, Fun. Yeah, they're awesome. Like, Fuck. Loken picks up the sword, and um, you know they're talking while this they does or they're doing this. And uh, as he's holding the sword, he says Tarek's name. Just like in conversation. And he feels like a weird tingle coming through the fucking mm. his sword and shit. He just accidentally or might have accidentally did some shit. Um, and he feels a weird tingle. He's like, that's strange. But they, they stole the sword. Um, Loken then kind of puts two and two together. Realize that it is the Kennebec or the Simeon. Um, that he talked about on. Um, the, with the Interex. Yeah. With the Interex. Yeah. yeah. So it was Kennebec made. Um and he identifies it as the anatheme, the stolen sword. Um, so he's like, fuck! Like, you know, Sorry. obviously, like, we did steal something, like, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So shit's, they're starting to, like, make more, um, uh, stuff's kind of, like, make more conclusions, I guess, or uh, not assumptions, but... Uh, he's getting he's he's getting some conclusions. He's yeah, filling yeah. in the puzzle. Yeah. Um, getting some answers, finally. And uh, we jump to Horus being transported on the Stormhawk. Um, they put him in a stasis field. Uh, there's a huge crowd. Um, people come, or when he's going down to uh, Devon, people came to grieve and give praise and encourage and love and like pray to the emperor for protection and kind of shit. There was some people that were like, 
again, like, oh, this is the end of times. This could only be bad. Sorry, right? Um, we could jump to uh, Ignis uh, speed writing some poems about the truth. And he just writing, you know, some mad slam poetry about, like, <laughs> the Space Marines murdering people. Emperor. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are those called? Haikus? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, like, the goofy movie Slam Poetry. Yeah, I fucking love like, that scene. Just like, uh, like, the Mort of All stomping around, people dead, sloshing blood. And you're just like... The, <laughs> the string cheese. Yeah, the string cheese. Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, he's writing all that stuff, and he's planning on trying cheese to distribute it. Yeah, cheese whiz. <laughs> Leaning tower of cheese. Cheese. Fuck. But yeah, he's trying to distribute all his um, poetry, because, like, so far, not... That many people know about what happened. I'm tired of these guys pushing pamphlets and pushing poetry and pushing cults. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm off the game, dog. I want out. Yeah. So like, cause you know, besides the people that were in there and like, uh, I think Malgahurst said that he like quarantined sort of everybody that was there and witnessed it. So like the whole ship. So like maybe a couple hundred people saw this, but as we've mentioned before, the ship's huge and is manned by thousands. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands potentially. So like we're, we are talking about the, uh, Vengeful spirit. Oh yeah, Gloriana. It's a big ship. Yeah, big, mm-hmm. big, big boat. So he wants to like mass produce pamphlets, um, and he's gonna try to use what uh, Freddie Keeler was using for her Lecticio pamphlets. So he's like, oh, people have gotta know. Um, so we're left off with that. Uh, Jump to Loken. He's burning uh, Tenba. Loken and Tarek kind of co- uh, suss out that like. Erebus is probably the culprit. So they're like, fuck, like, we want to bring this up, but we can't really just, like, randomly start accusing. Because all we have is, like, even though they're... Ideas and hearsay. Correct, and they have the evidence, they can't, like, you know, it's not concrete evidence. Concrete. I don't know. I feel like, um... I won't sidetrack now, but, like, I do feel like they could get away with it. Yeah. I, I wish they would. Um, they head down to Davin, though, after, like, finding the sword and shit, and they hear on the radio, and, like, they're... I, it might just be the Mournival, but it might be everybody. They're always in, like, can know where Horus is, or his, like, armor has, like, a ping to it or radar mm-hmm. where they can tell. Um, so they're heading down to Davin, you know, as fast as they fucking can, heading to the surface and trying to, you know, like, find it. To show him and trying to find Erebus and stop whatever plot he has going on. Um, they get down to the planet. Um, there's a bunch of like, I don't know, um, vehicles, tanks, trucks, supply trucks, all that stuff heading toward like this big um, crater and building. Um, there's a big chain, and they're like, "Fuck!" Like, like a restaurant, like McDonald's. You know, they head to the Golden, Golden Corral. Uh. <laughs> They got all those, uh, oh, not Golden Corral, um, Red Lobster with their all-you-can-eat shrimp. Ah. <laughs> Going to put it to the challenge. Um, yeah, but they get down there a little too late. They go in this building that apparently um, uh, Horace is in, and they get to a big ceremonial room, and uh, the rest of the Mournerville and Mogglehurst and some other company captains are there. Um, in front of this giant gate, and um, Horace is like, "Where?" Or, or not Horace. Uh, Loki's like, "Where's the ho- Horace at?" And he's like, "Oh, like we did what we had to do to save him." And uh, yeah, they figure out uh, or look, 
Logan asked like whose idea all this shit was. Um, of course, Abaddon's like, I'm not gonna say anything. He's like, was it Erebus? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Just like after he called it, he's like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, well, Erebus was there for us and all this shit, and it's it's goofy. Uh, but I feel that's... like I'd black out Horace's eye if he was just like, I'm not gonna say, but like, boom, yeah. was it Erebus? Then we'd be in a fight, and he'd probably kill me. But like, I'd be just, like tilted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, they Loken and Tark are mad at the all the company captains and stuff like that. And uh, we end the uh, part. With uh, Loken saying to, um, you know, those guys, uh, I believe we will all rue the day you brought Horus here to this serpent lodge. Oh, boy. Yeah. What are you doing? So that's the um, quick summary. Not quick. But that is the summary of it. There are some parts that I'd like to go back. Um, oh, right. Potentially clear up if you guys have any questions too through this. Let me know. Just uh, uh, my one prevailing question is, why do they trust that guy? He's got a past where he was cool. Because, I mean, like, yes. they have hundreds of years of fighting prior to this. All right. So, like, we're we're just seeing the smallest of chunks of, like, the Great Crusade. Yeah. And Logar and his homies, Logar being the primate of the Woodbearers, and Erebus being his, like, first, um, have sort of proven themselves. I mean, there's some shit that's happened. Logar getting his butt spanked for being too religious. But, like, overall, like, they see him just as, like, an effective... Legion, which is kind of like Bible bashing views in a way. So mm-hmm. Erebus has street cred, but definitely like <laughs> from a you know outside observer, like this isn't hard to see. He's he's pretty fishy. Yeah. So I'll try to uh, start at the beginning um, and just kind of go over some stuff. Uh, still, you guys don't know anything about the Krillian blades, right? The maggot has. Okay, I no. just wanted to know if. Maybe in 40K, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. it was something. There might be references, but I'm not up on them. Yeah. Maybe we could do, like, when we do uh, bladed weapons or something. Yeah, we maybe that'll come up. Do some research, do some digging. Um, I think it's slightly touched on. Uh, the human forces that were invading, or not invading, well, maybe invading, the uh, Davin Moon with uh, uh, Sons of Horus were the uh, Byzant Janissars, which, if I remember correctly, are, like, uh, a pretty badass... Um, guardsman hmm. group that were like have a like big poofy hat big, look Russian looking hats, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They're um they're in the book with the Alpha Legionnaires. Yeah, yeah, soon. that's where I'd for yeah, cuz I read when I started the Horus Heresy back in the day, that's the actually Legion was the first book I read. Mm-hmm. And so they were my first like real big chomp into like guardsmen. Yeah. Mm. And so in my brain, I would like be like, "Oh, because they would describe me, you know, like the, the uniform, tall hat." And then I'd see like Cadians and be like, "What are these guys?" <laughs> like <laughs> Who are these wussies? Yeah, who are these non-tall hat boys? And I go, oh, these are these are guardsmen. And I'm like, where's their hats? Like they're wearing their Cadian standard helmet. And I go, what's Cadia? Yeah. That was weird back in the day. Which is weird. Like just randomly name throw or throw out like the Janizars on there. I was like, hey, they didn't mention it in the first couple or the first book, but whatever. That was kind of neat. We'll get to them eventually. Um, I also found it kind of interesting that. Uh, Tenba, the bad guy's flagship, was called the Glory of Terra. That and is interesting. That's... Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, significance that was supposed to play. <laughs> Feels like that should be significant, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just like the Glory of Terra is sunk or crash landed on a moon of Davin and is now 
putrefied. Hmm. So I thought that was neat. That's an interesting and ironic twist of yeah. foreshadow. Yeah. I say that because in 40K, the Imperium is a puffy, bloated carcass of what it used to be, ruled mm-hmm. by the corpse of the Emperor and the High Lord of Terra, like, claiming they know what he wants and, like, mm-hmm. doing crazy shit with it. It's like, huh, that's surprisingly accurate. Who wrote this? Uh, I think this is Dan again. Still Dan Admit? Yeah. Clever. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. If you want to look up... His brain's so big. False gods. Um... But yeah, maybe the glory of Terra, uh, Terra is like the fall of Terra, essentially. It's just like the ambition and kind of bloated ego of Terra could be its downfall. Uh, Graham McNeil. Was it Graham McNeil? I love Graham McNeil. Oh, yeah. I, now I'm thinking about the cover. And I like a lot of the a lot of the authors for the horror series. I think a lot oh, of them are pretty good. Yeah. They have some... I, don't, I haven't really read any books that I dislike. I think Graham McNeil wrote at least... A couple of the uh, Ultraman Omnibus books, and those were all really, really cool. Um, we start to see a slight separation throughout this um, part of uh, the Mournival, whereas Axeman and Abaddon kind of are becoming a group, and Tarek and Loken are becoming a group. Whereas um, their ideals where they split is where Loken and Tarek are a little bit more uh, understanding and humanish um, and caring. Uh, whereas Axeman and Abaddon are like, you know, orders are orders. And let um, at least Abaddon lets his emotions kind of play the big part. And they, they're like stand by Horus at all costs kind of ideals. Whereas Loki and them are like, we can't, we have to think about this. Yeah. And not just do it blindly. Oh, man. I feel like I just heard a quote about good soldier, blind soldier. Was that the uh, Mickey Mouse in Vietnam that I? No, I love that one. That's it. I love that video. But we can't. (laughs) Mickey, the people need to know the truth of what's happening here. I can see my wife again. No, Goofy, war is all I know. It's all I can do. (laughs) At least look me in the eyes when you do it, (laughs) dude. I love that that whole bit, and then when they get back to the states and stuff, and it's like, Max, is that you? It's like, dude, that shit's fucking crazy. Tell Max yeah, I love him. <laughs> Tell my son I love him, Mickey. It's so fucked. Mickey fucking shoots him with a forty-five. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. Um, no, but it was uh <laughs> Damn, my my lizard brain is not good at drawing up the reference good suddenly. Soldiers. But it was like uh Ham sandwich. Damn. Well, I'm not gonna think of this. We'll Whatever. Think of You'll think the of it. The thing was like the basic the gist of it, the lesson was that, like, they made a soldier have to choose between, like, following orders and doing something kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. And the soldier's like, no, screw you. Oh, it was live action One Piece. Great show, by the way. I love it. Mm. Uh, Kobe um, is told to, like, do, like, arrest people who, like, he doesn't think actually deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so then he turns around to the, the Navy vice admiral and says, no, I won't. I don't, I don't think this is right. And the admiral's like, I'll see you back on the ship. And he's just like, he's there, like, you know, standing in attention for like an hour. And he comes in, he's like, so, you deny, you directly, you disobeyed an order. It's like mutiny. That's like a crime. It's punishable. He goes, I did what I have to believe in, sir. And he's like, excellent. You're on my crew now. You're in the team. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, we're going to start your training now. You're going to be like a full-fledged, like, pirate hunting Marine with me. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, nice. He's like, because I don't want Marines who follow orders. I want Marines who live by a code no matter what. Mm-hmm. And die so by like, that code. Yeah, live and die by your own, by the sense of right and wrong that you have. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, Kobe joins the Marines and is really cute, and the whole show is phenomenal. I gotta watch it. Um, what I had a question, uh, 
They keep saying not just Nurgle, but they say Nurglith. Does that have any significance to you guys? Nurglith? Uh, I haven't it's heard weird. of that before. Yeah, like, oh, praise Nurglith. Should ask David. How's it spelled? It's an audible. Oh. <laughs> um, Nurglith? Nurglith might just be the, uh, like, um, so, like, the name Nurgle is actually, a, there's a real-world sure naming convention for that, where Nurgal is a, a, a Sumerian uh, god of death, I believe. And Nurgle in modern 40K is a god of death, mm-hmm. um, disease, and re- okay, rebirth yeah. and stuff. Um, so it might it might relate to that. And if that's the case, Nurglith would just be, I think, like a linguistic and stylistic like alteration based on just the Davonites. Okay. Um, or possibly... That's true. They are serpent people, so the... Th- Nurglith. Maybe. Are you, are you sure it's not Nurglitch? No, he if it if it said Nurglith and Audible with the TH, it's Nurglith. So it sounds like yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's why I'm asking is if it would be Lich would sound. I, I definitely hear that. Yeah. I don't think I want I don't want a Nurgle Lich. Nurglit so I'm not finding anything on Nurglith, but Nurglitch is the um Arch Plague Lord uh Lord of Decay, but from Warhammer like Age of Sigmar, oh. he's like Clan Pestilence, huh. Skaven. Ooh. So similar, but not. Yeah, weird. I'm not seeing anything on. It'd be funny to Skaven mm-hmm. <laughs> on Davin. Rats. Yeah, let me see. Oh wait. Uh, the first thing that comes up for real Aziz when I search Nurglith mm. is a Roblox player profile. <laughs> so <laughs> that must be it. Not really. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, next significant thing besides the Nurgliths, um, which we may eventually find some stuff about, um, is uh, after, if we can remember, Horus and Tim, or Tenba have their uh, little exchange, and Tenba kind of snaps out of his, you know, weird, demony chaos mm-hmm. voice and stuff. Um, he's like crying and stuff and warning, or trying to apologize to Horus and, uh, he warns Horace that the chaos, like the warp has shown him all this stuff and that like the, the great power and whatnot. And he, uh, he's seen into the future sort of, uh, into a future one with the emperor's dead and Terra's ruled by bureaucracy and superstition. Weird. He says all is grim, dark and all is war. And, uh, he tells Horace that he only, he has the power to stop it. Oof. So like, yeah, this dude just like, uh, predicted the whole yeah. Warhammer series. He was uh, he was given a good glimpse of like how this how it's shaken out. Yeah, and horse is like, nah, okay, <laughs> okay, um, my son. To the but, uh, sure whatever thing, real quick, <laughs> yeah, whatever nerd. There's actually a tag between Nurglith and the Dusk Raiders, what? which was the. the 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 chapter Legion name of the Death Guard before they met their prior to yeah. prior to him. And then now I'm I suddenly don't remember anything about Mortarian's homeworld or who that guy's dad was or where his dad got his necromancy powers. But if I had to wager, oh, yeah. I bet Mortarian's uh... adopted bastard father was using the powers of Nurgle. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I think Nurglith might be a reference to like the undeath that is associated with Nurgle, like the zombies. No proof, just like some skim reading. Yeah. Okay. I believe it. That his homeworld sucks. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a bad one. All the poison. But uh, I this is interesting that uh, Timbo got to see like lightweight a yeah. brutal accurate glimpse of the a future. baseline human it just like ugh. 
I know. It's and it was it was Nurgle too. It wasn't even like any of the other gods who like or you know Zinch or something that would be in my mind more prevalent to, to like seeing to visions and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess all the go- all the followers of the gods will see visions of their god. But the thing that I think about Nurgle that strikes so hard for me is like as well as being the god of like death and decay and rebirth and all this thing, he's also a god of tradition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. man, does the Imperium get steeped in a very specific tradition? And yes, I think sir. in some capacity. Nurgle, so the gods are also like, they are bound to function in time with the galaxy, but they are themselves timeless. Mm -hmm. And so the visions they'll show people are often like, in this case, unfortunately, just a snippet of the real future where he's very powerful Mm -hmm. because Nurgle's power grows and wanes like on purpose, like seasons and like diseases and stuff. And I wager that, like, his vision of the future that he showed him where the Empire is ruled by bureaucracy, the Emperor is a skeleton, and all that, that was probably during one of, like, the Plague Wars. Like, the big Plague Wars where Nurgle and, like, Mortarion and, like, um, the great, I forget the greater demon's name, but the greater demons of Nurgle Mm -hmm. surged out into the galaxy and caused suffering. If he's able to pull a snippet of that reality as, like, a vision, he could have showed Timba that. And so... To Timba, it just seems like a horrible nightmare vision of what may be. Mm. But for Nurgle, that is what has been and is will will, will be. Yeah, mm-hmm. the people can use the warp to go uh, back and forward in the like you know time. Then why wouldn't the chaos the gods, gods be able to yeah. like open up a fucking window and be like, oh okay, there, oh, there's that. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting too that Timba got to see it. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it'd be like an overload of power. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, most most of the the demonic sorcerers that show up are just humans hmm. with like access to the warp. And it's not like uh, he was too polluted for long. I mean, yeah, it's still like it was. What did they eat the planet? Um, brought in the compliance. I don't remember what number. Oh, yeah. the, uh, eight, eight, I, we talked about it last time. The eighth planet. Yeah. The eight points of uh, the chaos star. Uh-huh. The number of corn. A bunch of good numerology. Lots of foreshadowing. Lots of symbolism. Mm-hmm. It's more foreshadowing. The next point, um, <laughs> if you remember uh, Horace walking out uh, wounded, but he sees Petra and he's talking to her sort of. Um, uh, Petra's like, oh, aren't the enemies going to bother you? Like all this kind of stuff that could be out there, your wounds and all that stuff. Uh, Horace tells Petra that enemies don't bother him. He can take his enemies in a fight. But his so-called alleys keep him walking the floors of a ship at night. His as allies? in, like, yeah, it's like enemies are a thing. Like you know, I know I could just take care of. It's his allies that seem to. Mm. That's kind of that. That's like a, um, a way more eloquent version of the friends close, enemies closer idiom. It's like you keep your friends close, you keep your enemies close. I was thinking uh, this could pertain to the siege, where like during the siege of Terra. Like the issues he has with sieging isn't the you the know Rogo Dorn. Yeah. It's fucking his own teammates. Yeah, true. That's how I read it. it. That's definitely, you know. That's interesting. Not to get into spoilers stuff, but that's why I saw it and I was like, huh. Now, this is written way prior to Yeah, yeah, siege. for sure. But I was just like it he he called it. Yeah. <laughs> he should have listened yeah. to himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh listen to some other people a little bit more. Because definitely now like right now, his his list of allies is like big, but mm-hmm. definitely during like the peak heresy, his list of allies grows like unfortunately thin, and it's populated by like Kurs and Angron <laughs> and fucking like 
Yeah, the Motley Crew. Uh, the dredges of society. Yeah. Damn, yeah, really like Angron Kurz, uh, Mortarian, and... Purdy? Nah. Oh. Did I say Fulgrim? No. Nope. Nobody falls. Fulgrim. We haven't... Nothing happens. That's fine. There's it, no such it thing. Takes, it takes... The title of the series, dog, it's Chorus <laughs> <Yeah>. Heresy. <laughs> we'll leave uh, some other people there. There's uh, a couple Primarchs. Uh... Specifically, that we won't mention. I'll mention later to you once the podcast is off. Oh, sure. The secrets. Um, so after that little quotey quote, um, we already talked about Magnus. Mm-hmm. I actually got into that. Um, touched on the Council of Nikia. Um, we talked about the astropath saying that the warp was surging and the veil grew thin and this happens to be right after Horus was uh fell um when we go to uh just a little thing on the religion when we went back to the titans being reloaded and brought back up um that one uh moderati uh princeps or whatever that was like sort of religious um can't remember his name off the top of my head but um he was reading out like um I guess uh, just words from his uh, pamphlets and stuff to comfort himself uh, after the saw primary fall. Uh, he ended up getting like a crowd of people that all wanted to join in because they were scared. So like the, the religion is growing, mm-hmm. um, which in most times, like when um, chaos and, you know, falls upon a people or like sadness, like you could turn to religion or whatever as comfort. Mm-hmm. So like, it might be part of like the you know chaos's plan too to kind of undermine, but also empower their enemy, um, feeding into the religion. Yeah, I think they're like they're willing to take the hit, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of feeds into like the concept of the great game, and like the emperor of mankind is kind of like a player, whether he wants to or not. Now, since like his end goal is like the eradication and like. For humanity to forget the gods and mm-hmm. so like there there be no more worship of the gods to be like to depower them and to destroy them utterly in the future and mm-hmm. eventually, right? And so for them they're like, Oh, this guy's playing the game because to the other chaos gods, like they're always trying to scheme to destroy the other gods, mm-hmm. but if they ever actually succeed, the world is over, right? And so it's the balance of the game. And even he's like, you know, I'm not a god, I'm not one of these, I'm not like them. It's like, Yeah, but your goal is their goal. Yeah. Like now you're you don't want to play, but you're in the game, right? And so to me, the irony would be like his his scheme, like that's a cool scheme there, but uh, what if people started praying to you? He's like, no, please. <laughs> and now it's like 10,000 years Damn later, it. it's like the ecclesia- the ecclesiastical church is just like the emperor is God. And everyone's like, he's like, if he could spin on that chair, dude, he'd be like, like he'd be twirling. <laughs> he's just up there suffering eternally for his actions. <laughs> um. The next interesting thing, uh, yeah, sort of interesting to me. Um, go to uh, Horace talking to Petra is um, basically like last words. Yeah, giving his final. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going over his like whole woes me and like everybody talks shit about me and whatnot. He revisits uh, when it was just Emperor and him and how fun it was. <laughs> And like why he basically became the war master is because like you know he got all his experience with him. Me and Dad used to hang him. out a lot. Yeah, until uh, 
Space Wolves, uh, Lehman Russ came about. I think he was the second found. Um, but he, uh, I think Pietro asked him, who do you think should have been the War Master, if not him? And, of course, he says Sanguinius, which is funny because, you know, he sort of does. <laughs> Near the mid or end. Um, he says Sanguinius is, like, the perfect accumulation of, like, whatever the Emperor's mm, um, yeah. visions and views are. Like, he's... The image uh, of yeah. the Empire. He's uh, a psyker. Um, he's good with politics. He's a great fighter. He just, like, embodies... He's purdy. Yeah, he is. Embodies m- the most of the Emperor. Whereas yeah. everybody yeah. else has, like, a certain trait that mm-hmm. shares. Um, Horace says uh, the trait he carries from the Emperor is his ambition to rule. Which is correct. Ooh. Yeah, he's like, that's what like makes me stand off. It's like, you know, which isn't like the best trait to give to some a guys. Like, yeah, some guy who's like, oh, all I want to do is yeah. rule. It's like, well, you should be the guy I give all the power to. You know, what's interesting about that, it Pick also makes guy. me wonder about the two missing Primarchs. Like, what trait did they have yeah. that got them annihilated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your ambition to rule wasn't a bad trait. Yeah. I mean, you guess you want somebody to... Well, yeah, if Angron, but if if Angron's around, well, no, but so Angron, well, so yeah, but like Angron was supposed to be an empath, right? I remember you saying that one of the last. He was supposed to be Mm, the primarch of the Emperor's compassion, which is like, could you even imagine what that would be like if there was like, uh, (laughs) he's hugging people, yeah, like (laughs) the 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 Legion of Apothecaries or the the Legion of Doctors, more or less. Like, going around helping people. Is that why they're white and blue at first? I think they're supposed to be white and blue because they're, well, like, red crossy. The The world eaters before they were world eaters were still violent as fuck. Dude, all the legions. Like, yeah, all but, the legions. But right. that's they not were the point. slightly more, though. Weren't they, like, the like hounds or some shit? Yeah. Bloodhounds or something. There's something where they were just, like, doing damage. Well, to be fair, the Raven Guard before Korax were yeah. basically just Night Lords Black. Yeah, and then the... Um, Blood Angels were vampires. Oh, the Blood Angels were like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, it's like, weren't those guys bad? And I always like look over my shoulder at like what the Blood Angels used to be. And they're just like, yeah, they were eating people, frothing lunatics who drank Mm. blood. They're cool now. Yeah, they're they do art. They got much better. Cool ish. I like I like Blood Angels. Yeah, but they they have their issues still. Oh yeah, for sure. That that a lot of them. That gets worse the longer that goes on. They thought it got better. For a bit. With the primaries, they're like, hey, it cured it. And then they started turning to him. They're like, oh, shit. Nope, you're not now better. Now they're just bigger. <laughs> He's just faster than me now. Damn ah. it. But uh, it makes me wonder, like, what the, what the, what, uh, if they kept, like, Horus around, who's like, he's the ambition to lead. And, like, they kept Logar around, which is like the, the, it's interesting, I guess, too, that if Logar is, like, if all the primarchs are a representation of aspects of the Emperor, and Logar is faith. What does the Emperor believe in? It's just like a Gurren Lagan, like, I believe in myself. It's like, that's cute. Confidence. <laughs> does he believe in, uh, like, humanity? Does he believe in, like, righteousness and, like, what's correct? Or, like, what is, I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. And no one's ever, we're not probably ever going to get a deep dive into, like, the psyche of the Emperor and, like, why he does what he does. But it does make me wonder where his personal faith is placed. Is it in him? Is it in his allies? Yeah. Is it in, like, the, the dream? What did he see in Malik? Maybe there's more to uh, that's true. The four. What did he I see? I mean, there's Malik? more to the four gods too, but you'll never know. Like, yeah. what did Horus? 
Never mind. Uh, <laughs> we'll get no there. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But so it's just very interesting to me, right? So like, it makes me wonder that, like, you think about the 18 that we get to see a lot of, and we're just like, these guys, some of the. Conrad? What the hell does that guy represent? Yeah. I'm like, him and. Um, and there's Justice. A lot of... <laughs> Blind Justice. <laughs> I, no, but, like, really, that's all that Conrad ever believed in. That's true. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is, I think, like, the unrestrained, uncontrolled undirected just like concept he of justice pure justice yep. yeah. in the eye worst sense yeah right yeah yeah he really yeah there's no he is eye for an eye yep that is yep that's him damn fuck yeah, yeah that's coming from luke who's heavy in night lord so mm-hmm. he's on he's on the he's ball read some shit that makes me wonder yeah it just it fills my mind with like what could it have been what could they what could what could i guess one of them could have been like genuinely peace loving was like the war is bad dad and he's just like you're accepting out of the club accepting of other yeah. races oh hey Gilliman's got that uh, elf GF right what if one of them was like uh, got passion and uh, love and it's like yo emperor Fulgrim mm-hmm. Fulgrim was like pride that's true Yeah, I'm saying like there's like a primark of like the pacifist primark yeah the pacifist primark and this like the primark work. of like the passion and dope lust. smoking yeah <laughs> hippie primark hippie hippie in the hippie in the uh the nympho and it's just like he's just like we got to get these guys out of the game <laughs> it's just like Mm-mm. don't need these around bad examples could you imagine though accidentally made a son with a bigger dong than him Oh he's like, yeah, Bock, that puts could his be hands it. on his hips send him <laughs> send the wolves into the into the sun into the sun yeah yeah, we'll never. We, I'm not gonna say we'll never know, but we. It's unlikely, but yeah, it'd be there's cool. a possibility. It'd be cool. Um, Craziest faction drops ever. Yeah, fucking. That would be the Gondrum Space Marines, like heavy fucking stereotypical like pot smoking. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or low smoking. Sorry. Low low sticks. Oh, like, aren't those aren't those like cigarettes? I think they're more weedy. Oh, more pot like. Hmm. Maybe they're maybe they're more of like a spook kind of people. <laughs> Hopefully, fucking not. Snort that pink dust, the space mm. coke, uh, warp dust, baby. Yeah, there's a lot That's of space it is, right? drugs. Warp dust? Yeah, a lot of space drugs out there. And well, warp dust is like the cultisty, like easy name for it. Like, uh, okay. spook is like what the imperial folk call it because it's like got it. It's like how it's like how like Scaly. you hear like drug people talking like methamphetamine and meth and like they're like Ooh, crystal. spooky. Yeah, Crystal, and like, and then like, super duper meth heads, like, yo, I'm looking for some of that, like, that riz, that raz, that jazz, I want more. Looking for a teeth. Yeah, looking to get zooped. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? I mean, the meth, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you heard me. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we talked about a lot of the, uh, the details I was going to do afterwards, uh, which is good. Um, but... The biggest thing that I just kind of glazed over because it's thick with uh, context is uh, the structure on Davin. <laughs> and if anybody, if they would have had a slight bit of knowledge um, about the warp, they wouldn't have went there. Uh, so I told you they went to a giant structure in a crater on Davin and they dropped off, you know, Horus and whatnot. To the Snake Temple. Yeah. So, um, when they fly down there, uh, Horus, uh, Horus, sorry, Loken's, um, ship sees that it's a, a giant crater with sheer sides, huge. Um, and there's a huge stone building in the center of it. 
The building uh, was giant and octagonal. Each corner had a bastion. Um, and in the middle of that, uh, eight towers surrounded a wide dome in the center. So it's octagonal. It's got eight sides, eight corners. Huge towers. It's got eight towers. Like, surrounding a dome in the middle. Like, it just, like... <laughs> it just... It, if ever there was it's a place much. for a chaos <laughs> cult to be, that's it. Yeah, they're flying in like, oh. What, the place called the Serpent Lodge? Yeah. And that's an eight-pointed star fucking what? Pentagon building. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a weird. That's yeah. a cool crater. Uh, they fly in there and stuff, and like, there's just serpents galore everywhere. There's snakes, 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 snakes. I don't think I like that very much. Yeah, and like, if we could get into like, um, I think they reference sort of like, Oh, it's it sort of looked like the snake from like the um like hospitals like uh like the apothecary stuff. Mm-hmm. They have like a snake coiled around and whatnot. But you also can look into like the snake being the serpent that led, you know, Eve astray. Oh, the the creation, Adam and Eve in the garden, yeah. and, and the the serpent. I mean, oh, snakes shit. just aren't usually a trustworthy. Uh, yeah. Well, image and all man. the people are snake-like too. They're all reptilian. Yeah. They're snake cultists. They should have been massacred for being so abhuman. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have, but yeah, that's me. But uh, no, that actually that that's interesting that now you say that like the uh, the the fall of humanity with like the stumbling of Adam and Eve in um, Judeo-Christianic oh, yeah. lore, yeah. they were approached by a serpent, and here now in the snake lodge. Horus and the gang are approached by serpents. They're wanting the father to be reborn, and they're heading to the snake to do it. Yep. That's... To fun. pursue knowledge. If if that oh, one shit. fruit of knowledge... If that one perpetual that believed in Jesus... Was there, he'd be like, you can't go there, dog. That's super bad. All right, guys. <laughs> I know you're probably going to murder me afterwards for this, but... <laughs> you cannot go in that building. Yeah, that read is... this old-ass book I have. Yeah. You right read here, it like 10 first, seconds. first little bit right here, right over here. Come <laughs> here. Yeah, dude. No, that's really interesting. That actually makes me ponder. Like, I don't know, because I'd also think about like um, you're saying like the eight pointedness and like the snakiness to it, mm-hmm. and kind of how like uh, in all of human history, uh, humans and snakes evolutionary have been like lightweight competing, mm-hmm. and actually that like spitting cobras spit. And it's believed that the reason they, they evolved the trait to spit hit our eyes is to combat humanoids. Damn. Because we would use sticks and tools to like fend them off at range and they're just like, nah, if it's it's easier <laughs> if we like and like obviously like evolution doesn't just happen at the drop of a hat. It would have been like mm-hmm. millions of years of this this interaction mm-hmm. playing out and the snakes that eventually mutated to spit are the ones that started surviving because now they can like surprise the stupid monkey the hairless apes to like like, they go out the snake with a stick, and all of a sudden you get hit by venom from, like, 10 feet away. You're like, oh, you know? It's like, again, it's interesting here that, like, there's, like, so much, like, serpents and humans, like Luke said, there's, like, a little weighty significance mm-hmm. to that, like, almost potentially too heavy-handed in this particular instance. But, like... I didn't I didn't even give this a second thought my first read-through. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, because I didn't know anything about 8, 7, any of the numerology shit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. How many snakes, times huh? they say eight in this in this spin? Oh God! If they said it eight, eight times. size, eight eight towers, eight buttresses, or whatever they said Bastion, it. Um, well, if they said it like three times, like lots of numerology to play around in here with, like the symbolism of like yeah. the gods and like. Mm-hmm. And again, listeners, uh, Nurgle's all about numbers. 
Oh, he loves numbers. Well, he loves Nurgle's counting. The, Nurgle with all his clocks too. Like some the of clocks, the the, the greater demons of Nurgle are tallymen who just ride around on thrones with abacuses, mm-hmm. counting the dead. Fuck, I think that most of the pox walkers and shit just like roam around like one, two. At least in the um, the uh, plague wars and stuff. It's mm. super disconcerting that they're counting. Yeah, yeah. which is like <laughs> instead of like moaning, you have like. A horde of zombies walking like one, two. <laughs> like I imagine that'd be even, it'd be funny if they were even doing like basic math together. Like the zombie be like three, <laughs> combine four, yeah, seven. Everything equals seven. You're like yeah, yeah. sevens and eights and the not. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm all like filled with like yeah the chaos energy now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's overtaking my mind. Yeah, I wonder what the dome was created by as well and why yeah. it had you know significance to build the tower there. I'm more like I'm all tied up on this uh this crater. Yeah. And then like something land in the crater and the temple built around it. Nurgle's fat ass. <laughs> Them cheeks. There's another crater right next to it. Yeah. The double You don't know, but double. the cathedral's just made out of a like a Big great unclean one. Yeah. Oh. That'd be fucked. Yeah, it would be fucked. Like, that kinda looks like a face. <laughs> Oh, yeah. the crater of Nurgle reminds me of that uh, that comic with the Angry Marines, where like uh, it was like a the the Nurgle greater demon is on the planet. He's like, you cannot defeat me. You don't have what it takes. And he like he looks up and like a battle barge is dropping from orbit on oh, his yeah. head. He goes, no, no, like they wouldn't do that. And then like it hits him and it explodes and like everyone's like, hold, like you know the planet is basically like ruined and like mm-hmm. the, the entire continent's like burned. And he like staggers up from the crater. And he goes, is that? Is that all you got? And he looks up in the, the second, second battle one. barge, <laughs> and like the Primarch is on, like their chapter master is like, ah! and like the 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 commissar is like shredding a guitar on the oh, top God. of the battle barge as it drops from orbit on him. He's like, yeah, and like he you know it kills him, and like it sm- smash cuts to, like the commissar like telling his like children that, and he goes, that what really happened, daddy? And like he looks at his wife, and she's like. He's like, it is what happened, children. <laughs> and so now they believe that he commissar surfed a battle barge onto a demon. Anything else is heresy. Exactly. Yeah, the anger marines are um, just comically like super upset, super mad. They're, just, they're literally just always mad. Yeah, like, their power fists. weapons are like bats and steel chairs and shit. <laughs> and like their symbols, like the, the frowny, mad, smiley face. Yeah. And, like they'll flip people. Lots of their models are sculpted tossing birds. <laughs> super funny. That is good. Uh, uh, more things about the fortress or the uh, temple. Sorry. Um, so when they lead them all up and Horus is, or Loken's trying to catch up to Horus, um, where Horus is placed is like in this one room behind this giant gate, uh, like just by himself. And in, um, I think it's the gate can't be open for nine days. So it's not seven or eight, but it's can't be open for nine days. Um, it's either the spirits of the ones who've passed, according the, to the law. The Lord of Change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he nine? I think mm-hmm. he is. I'm all like, I'm all like, damn. Man, huh. if they had anyone what from is... modern 40K who would just be like, this is a try, like, freaking yeah. every turn. What is number? I don't remember. But they say that he, uh, the spirits of the past or dead or something will heal him, which is, Logan's like, that's not right. But um, heal him or not, so... If he doesn't come back, they're going to grind him up into powder and throw him in this fucking pond. Nice. Yeah, no. Zinch is nine. Nurgle is eight. Or Korn is eight. Nurgle is seven. Right. And Slanesh is six. Oh. Interesting. Um, I wonder what the... Yeah. 
So I'm thinking that like, it's like, like undivided the, kind of thing. Well, this this is a this is like the so the 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 eight towers. Mm-hmm. Um, so Corn has the number eight. He was the first of the gods born, right? Um, yeah, he was the first of the gods to be made conscious. Uh, technically, all the gods were like seated first and stuff, and so like Nurgle is the first seated. Corn is the firstborn, followed immediately by Nurgle, because you know murder and death usually mm-hmm. go pretty hand in hand. And then Zinch, and then much later it was like Slanesh. There was a there was a proto fourth god before Slanesh. It was Ma- Mala for Malice, and Malice's whole shtick was like how chaos is self destructive and self harming, and how disorder is like the like the final state of destruction, kind of, it and how like pure chaos, pure chaos, pure entropy. But anyway, he got. Uh, he got ding dong door murdered by the others when they were just like, you're no fun. And then millions of years, not millions, like thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, Slanesh was born. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, this kid plays the game. Yeah. And they were like, cool with it. He doesn't fuck with us. Well, as much. He, he does. It doesn't. But I mean, I think the whole thing was Mala was the big dog. And Mala was feeding off of the, the other gods being fed. Yeah. Hence, they probably assumed he was getting out of hand and needed to end I, it before it. Yeah, I think the the threat was hmm. like if Mala did actually become more powerful than the three combined, right? He would fulfill the prophecy of chaos and destroy the immaterium, like end it, me- making only the material world exist. Which I mean, the other chaos gods are kind of trying to do that. Is like the game, right? But none of they them never... are strong enough to actually overcome all th- of the other three. Yeah, but Mala. Probably could have. What? Yeah. So they stopped him before that. And another whole one of the shticks is like, uh, the gimmick is when one of the gods does gain so much power that he might be a threat to the other three combined. They'll all team up and just oh, yeah. go kick right. him in the teeth. Yeah. There was actually a bit where Nurgle at one point during again a plague war scenario was gaining so much might that it's like like the Imperium was like, dude, we can we literally cannot stop these zombies. We cannot stop these like chaos everything from Nurgle. It's there's too much disease. Like the disease like to the point where like you know I said earlier like the the death guard would like look at a guardsman and he'd like turn mm-hmm. and they were like, we can't stop him. And so in the warp though, the other gods were just yeah. like, Hey Nurgle, I see all your friends are busy in the real world. You want to have a tussle? And he's like, no, damn it. And they tussle anyway. And he ends up like losing power. Right. And he's yeah. like, his influence wanes. And so all of a sudden the Imperium like discovers a cure for the virus. And then like, um, and also Zinch was big on during the plague wars helping yeah, the he humans. Was, he yeah. was fighting. Because he, it was actually not like, helping, but he was just fighting. I've actually Nurgle. heard that like sometimes during like uh, fixing, trying to cure Nurgle diseases, um, Ishtar, the Eldar goddess held captive by Nurgle, will whisper to the minds of the human doctors and other alien doctors to like fix the disease, hmm. and they'll learn it. But at the same time, Zinch has done the same thing where he's like, I've scried of Nurgle's knowledge, and I know the answer. This is the cure, and then people are like, Oh shit, I know the cure now, and like then they're able to fight Nurgle, and it's it's all it all it's. Super fascinating to me, but yeah, we start looking like the top dogs, yeah, mm-hmm. in the fights. Um, back to that uh gate, there's just a little bit of symbology on it, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, it's like a giant tree, oh, that has like its roots going down to this pond that's in the middle, um, which reflects moonlight. If you remember, the Mornival's um mm-hmm. initiation was it needed to be water reflected or moon reflected off a surface, mm-hmm. um. But it's like this giant tree where its roots go down these stairs, and there's snakes winding around it, and oh, all this kind snakes. of stuff. So, so many snakes. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, tree roots, Sick life, of all whatever. These snakes. Um, the place is called uh, Delphi or Delphi's. 
That's the temple of the Serpent Lodge. Like the prophet of Delphi? Which is the temple of Delphi. I just know Delphi N as a school <laughs> outside of a, a town around here. Now, something I'm thinking, like, hold on, wasn't there? Hold on, I got I mean, that's a... You're full of these, like, great... You're that just, is a town in whatever the... the uh, Delphi, I thought, was... Oh, man. Yeah. What is it? So, yeah, the place is, you know, Delphi's Temple of the Large. Um, Pythia. Uh, it used to be one of the major oracles. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Greece. The oracle, oh. yeah. That's interesting. There's so much, man, this is like, uh, Graham McNeil was just like, he popped the top on the can, he just pours in the references. He's just like, this place you is You guys gonna... like that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's make... all within like 30 or 20 minutes. Of like, like This time, is the end yeah. of part two. It just like, it kept, I had to like stop the audible and like <gasps> write down all this stuff, start it and it'd be like <laughs> yeah. more. Like, yeah, you just name drop everything. <gasps> yeah, so that's where the Temple of Apollo still is. Hmm. It looks cool. Um, maybe we could do a podcast there. That'd be wild. <laughs> uh, also, more significant stuff. Um, around said pool, when Hor- or, uh, Loken and Tart got up there, there were seven warriors standing around the pool. Mm. Abaddon, Axeman, Targos, Cetere, Ekadon, Kyber, and Malgahurst. Fascinating. Yeah, mm. so the seven. The seven warriors. Uh-huh, standing mm. around there. Um... Like I already said before, it can't be open for nine days. And like the last significant thing, uh, oh, besides Erebus not being on the planet, um, last significant thing is because uh, Tarek's like, you know, kind of confronting all them. But like, how could you do this kind of thing? Like, he wouldn't have wanted this. Um, I can't remember if it was Abaddon or Axeman. But he called um, Tarek and Loken um, like oath breakers, which was a, a pretty weighty, pretty insult. serious mm. thing to say. Yeah. That they went against the Marnival. Mm. So it's like another nail in the coffin or the, the bear that's dividing the Marnival in two. And we start uh-huh. to see like the heavy separation. Gotcha. So, yeah, the end was dense. And it was just like a lot of like dopamine being every realization I made. It was a mm. <laughs> almost an overload. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of but, heavy referencing going on here and like symbolism. It's like to like the snakes, to the numbers, to the the naming conventions, to the arrangement of the visuals. This is very interesting. Right. But man, if I was ever to dream up of, of a, a cursed temple to like corrupt a Primarch. Yeah. That would be it. <laughs> I don't need to use my imagination. It's this. Yeah, that's it. But yeah. Unless do you guys have any questions or anything? No, that was so. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed that. My question to the listeners, uh, what's gonna happen to Horace, man? Yeah, what's like, gonna happen? Got to Where's Erebus? Yeah, that's the end of every part. It's like, what's Erebus up to? What's that? <laughs> it's nothing good. What's that guy doing? God yeah, no. So like Erebus. we got some shit um some of the plot lines like Horace in there, and we don't know what's going to happen. Whereas Erebus is Ignis's, is, uh, what's he doing? What's uh, his goal of spreading discourse or like the truth? What repercussions is that going to have? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what's going to happen to anything? Like, it's still out there. 
It's still uh, yeah, being kicking around. Is, are they going to be able to use that to cure Horus? Can they open the door, or is it actually closed for nine fucking days? I don't know, man. There's a lot, there's so much like yeah the symbolism because there's they're in the eight pointed building with the seven warriors mm-hmm. and the door of the nine day thing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is not. <laughs> yeah, there's and a lot I, of the, the symbology. It's like that's the word. It's just like I'm being like a funnels over my head, pouring all these like tingly references into my brain. I'm like, this is not good. You're almost um, having to be a uh, astropath. Yeah, you're getting. Not any like you know open words to describe it's shit. The feelings, you're yeah. getting tons yeah. of emotions and uh, yeah, metaphors, man. and you have to interpret them. Mm-hmm. That's for real, dude. It's like, whew, it's heavy. It's like, dude, if I was like a modern 40k person, yeah. I'd be like, the red flags would be screaming, and I'd be like, I'd pull both bolt pistols and be like, we gotta, you can't go in there. Like I'd like stand in front of them, Shoot right? Every lizard person on the way, dude. In. I'd I'd be going ham, but like it also makes me like. Um, I was going to reference, like, the feelings, like, the, uh, it's just, like, it's putting so many, like, uh, super, I'm not superstitious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not too superstitious. I'm a, I'm You're a little stitious? Everyone's a little stitious at some point. When you see freaky shit in the dark, it, like, gets you. But I'm just, like, even if I was, like, a, a believer in the emperor's, like, um, the imperial truth, like, there are no gods, there's no demons, magic's mm-hmm. not real, and I'm sitting here looking at this temple, and I'm just, like, uh... This is still sus, dude. Like, yeah. I don't feel good. Yeah, right? I just fought zombies. It's yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, the the yeah, no, it's creepy. And then like, the lead in was like, we just fought zombies, and this guy was all puffy, and he stabbed my boss with a magic sword. Uh, and I'd be like, I don't think I'm going in that temple. It's just yeah. super <laughs> suspicious. Guys, come on. Yeah. And also, um, last thing, uh, what is Magnus up to? We hear about mm, this. That's right. Spell yeah. to warn E, or sorry, Big warn e. the Emperor. Um, about his dreams about Horus and that uh, he's like the only way to like stop it sort of thing. So, man, it's like, yeah. At least Magnus means well. I think, you know, I think really, I really think Magnus is a good guy. I think he's, he's, a, he's okay. I think he's a good, I think he, if like, don't need to talk about it now, but I think Magnus is a good person in like at true heart. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sad for what befalls him in the mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for part three. And uh, thank you uh, for listening. And I hope you're around for the next part because it's even juicier. Yeah.